Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that can count all the way to Shifty 5. No. I don't know. I, did, I, I, I didn't write it. Sir, I, I'm just writing no skip. Sir, you are not going to disrespect a meme song from like 2006 hold, on this show. Hold on, sir. You cannot talk yet. I did not introduce you. This is Achievement Hunting 101, <laughs> the podcast that can count all the way to 55. I have no idea what that is. This is level 187. That's Rocker, dude. Hello. And we also have Koosh Boost. Is that Barry and Levon? I thought it was Rick and Morty. It reminds me of Barry, Levon, Barry and Levon. Absolutely not. I have. I don't know who that is. This is a group X. Like back in the uh, albino black sheep days, that was a website. I have no idea what that is either. So I sent you the song. You can listen to it at your leisure. But it is a classic, sir. I he, count, he counts dish 55. You know, one, two, two and half, seven, 14 teen. I definitely recall that. I have no idea what this is. 21, I've never seen this. 27 half, 27, 37. What you say? Oh, come on. <laughs> no, it's ringing a bell. I definitely. <laughs> I definitely saw that. I recognize this. It's taking me back to high school when the stick figure How YouTube videos you. were all the rage. They are stick figure. Oh wait, you're you're looking at the video. So yeah, of course you know that they're yeah, stick I'm figures. At, yeah, I'm looking at the video. I'm, I'm not. I'll watch it afterwards. I mean, where were you at in 2006? 2006, I was in ninth grade. <laughs> Nate, where were you, Nate? <sighs> I was working in Washington D.C. He was in my second grade. job, my second career <laughs> job. So, where were you, Corey? Oh, like you're in tenth grade. No, nah, I was. I was the junior. Oh, I thought you were two year or one year older than me. No, sir. No, sir. Old peoples. All right. Yeah. Sh- Shifty five. Like I said, I thought that was a Rick and Morty thing at first. Like a oh, spin off of the, that. What's the thing that he says? Like get wiggity, swifty, swifty, and wiggity wiggity wow or something. Yeah, get riggedy riggedy wrecked. Yeah, I, I think I think he may be copied. You know, th- this is his inspiration. It would not surprise me. It'd probably be even a guilty pleasure of his to listen to it. I can't imagine that would be a guilty pleasure. But guilty pleasures that I want to know about is our topic of discussion. Do you guys have any guilty pleasure games? A game that you really like, but everyone else doesn't. What's the game and why? Let's go to Corey first, since he's first on this list. This is, I don't know, it's kind of a tough question, uh, especially with, like, I I don't know. I just play what I want to play. I don't really have any guilty pleasures. Back in the day, achievement games were guilty pleasures because I, I did play Hannah Montana. Um, And uh, that was at a time when I believe the Xbox dashboard, like you could look at your friends and see like, I don't know, they're like last three recent games. You had to really (laughs) dig in to see more than that. And I remember immediately completing that game and then just loading up three games, not even playing them just so like it gets pushed (laughs) down the list. And uh, eventually people found out about it. But uh, 
it, it was a guilty pleasure, I guess, just because I was the only one amongst the group into gamer score and achievements at the time. Nowadays, it seems like my guilty pleasure is Rattalikas and Zits. You know, I, I don't play them like right off the bat or you know anything like that anymore. I played several this past week uh, when I was waiting so for sorry. something. I was waiting for another game to download or another game to release. Just like last night, I had to wait till 11 o'clock at night for this game to actually release. And so I was like, I don't really want to start anything. Um, so I don't have, I don't want to, you know, get sucked into it. So let me just throw up bouncy bullets too. And so that's what I did Ugh. for 30 minutes. So that's kind of my new guilty pleasure is, uh, easy trash games. 11 or, PM. But what time zone was that? That that was central time. Okay. Were you time traveling though? Or? No, that, I don't think that works. Oh, okay. Um, because the code, the code was not central time. Okay. <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> oh, I catch your, I catch your drift. Yeah, it would not hint, redeem. Hint, not it, it would not redeem until the hour t- ticked over. Okay. So, uh, but uh, a couple of patrons wrote in. We had Jables. You know, he said Lego, but he said he's not sure if that counts. And I say it doesn't. Because we all know he loves Lego games. Come on, buddy. Who are you trying to fool? We all know you like them Lego games. We literally have an entire month dedicated to Lego games. Because of him, might I add. (laughs) Uh, Carpe Adam wrote in, and he says he plays words with friends with his mom and is somewhat surprised that she still plays with them because he wins most of the time. And I think that's just because he loves you. She lets you. She she lets you win. Carpe Adam. Uh, I believe that. I, I, I've gotten into Rocket League swipe, Sideswipe recently, which is a mobile Rocket League game. Um, I don't play a lot of games on my phone really anymore. Uh, Rip, uh, I almost said Castle Crashers. Rip uh, Gears Pop. That was actually fun. Uh, yeah, I, I wish would, I'd come back. I would still be occasionally playing that here if it was still around. But uh, yeah, mobile games are definitely a guilty pleasure, especially when you can't get any achievements from them. And then lastly, we have Dino Man. He says, World of Guns, Gun Disassembly. And I don't know what this is, but it sounds amazing. He says it's a pretty chill game where all you need to do is take apart parts of guns and other stuff like cars and skeletons. It's a game on PC that he plays, and now I want to play that it. actually doesn't sound awful. Right? A game where I can just sit there and put together and take apart guns? Oh, they just said take apart. I mean, I assumed there was some assembly. I mean, if you just take them apart, that's cool, too. I mean, it's called gun disassembly. Yeah, yeah. Not gun reassembly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking that up right now as Koosh goes on and tells us his guilty pleasures. Oh, gosh. My guilty pleasures would have to be Hawkeye Barry. And he says, mine would be Extinction. 2.4 rating on TA, and I can't say I've had heard a single thing. Nice thing about the game. I've actually said nice things about the game because I thought it looked like fun, even though it's kind of empty. The combat is repetitive, but it never got to the point I couldn't stand it. There's a daily challenge that you only get one chance to compete, and it's random if the challenge will be easy or difficult. I just enjoyed running around chopping off arms and legs of these big ogre-like creatures. How does that not sound like fun? Has some nice TAD, too. Uh, Echo says, I have a few games that I like that no one else does. Valhalla is criminally underrated because TA users don't read. That's true. Fast and Furious Crossroads had genuinely fun and unique multiplayer. Uh, Nick All-Star Brawl is better than anyone gives it credit for, and I wouldn't say those are my guilty pleasures, though. 
Uh, okay. And I think you're and, the only person that has something good to say about Crossroads. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a tie-in game, so I kind of like it. But um, <clears throat> Eric says, I guess being mid-30s means playing Pokemon as much as I do should count as a guilty pleasure. As many would say, I'm too old to be playing it. It doesn't I work feel for attacked. You. It doesn't feel... <laughs> It doesn't work for your game you like the people don't aspect, though. Of recent games, I'd say Port Royale 3 was really enjoyable for me. No idea why, but I just really enjoyed my time with it. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I don't really have guilty pleasures. Um, I mean, we play crazy things just for the score. You know, uh, ponies and unicorns and all sorts we of fun stuff like that. all of our dirty laundry. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> out there. I mean... <laughs> Uh, it's actually a badge of honor to play those games, I think. Uh, they're not really guilty. So I would say guilty pleasure might be um, taking a break from achievements and going over to the PlayStation side. Uh, there's nothing really good on the phone. Gasp. There's nothing good on the phone anymore. Um, I played a little lawn mowing game for a little bit, but that mm-hmm. was just like, oh, yeah. There's a, um, <laughs> what's it called? Something, something lawns, like mowy lawn or something like that. I'll have to look it up here when Kenny goes in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, so I I want to get back to the PlayStation, finish up some Ratchet and Clank, and um, then also there's that Horizon uh, Forbidden West that came out, and that's too much money for a secondary or a tertiary console. So <laughs> I will go back and play the first one, which is relatively cheap now. Uh, and uh, it, it looks really cool. I wish we had more games like that, kind of like that uh, Tomb Raider style uh, on on the Xbox. But I already know you have a guilty pleasure on the Switch that you haven't indulged in all the oh, way boy. yet, Metroid that's, Dread. Yes, that's true. I have not. You haven't beaten that yet? No. I. Um, that's surprising. So I'm not a huge fan of horror and jump scares. Um, and this game doesn't have that per se, but the sections where you're fighting this Terminator like enemy, you can't damage it. It will kill you in like two hits. I hate that. <laughs> it's like that creates uh, anxiety and, uh, <laughs> you're just like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, you know, that there's a path you have to go through to kind of trick the thing, and really, I just have to figure out what that path is. And it just sucks that when I do that, uh, if I do it wrong, I die and I have to do the exact thing all over again. And I just hate that learning curve of like, it's not based on your skill. It's based on, did you figure out the pattern? Trial and, and error. Uh, some might say that's a skill, but um, yeah, that, that just bugs me. So yeah, but yeah, it's a great game. It really does. It. I need to spend more time in it because I just barely scratched the surface of that one, but Kenny, do you have anything you'd like to share that's guilty? Ah, I mean, I kind of echo the same thoughts. Like, I don't really have a necessary guilty pleasure. Like, I don't really have anything to hide. I, you know, I'd admit anything. But I guess what you could consider a guilty pleasure, um, once again, it's it's mobile games. I love Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It is an absolute terrible Animal Crossing game. You should never judge a series by that game, but I'm absolutely addicted to it. To the point, that's where all my Google rewards go to. I actually, you know, pay for that game. Um, And then I've also, I also like the Candy Crush games. 
which I guess that's more of the guilty pleasure, the more embarrassing one. Until it gets achievements, yes. I'm all in. I hope it gets achievements. I would. I haven't played it in years, but I used to play that game all uh, every single day, and I, I don't remember where I was. I was super far into that game, like five, six hundred or something like that. So if it gets achievements, I'll probably get a lot of auto pops. I mean, other than that, I don't really, I can't really think of anything that I could consider a guilty pleasure. However, Northern Lass, she says, I I seem to be addicted to clicker heroes. I can spend a few hours a day clicking and I'm not even earning achievements. And let me tell you something. I have completed clicker heroes and that was a fantastic experience. I wish number two would come to Xbox. I was completely addicted to that game whenever it was that I was playing a few years ago. I would have that going on one screen and have Netflix or something else up on another screen or another Xbox going while I was playing that. That is not something to be ashamed of. However, something it is to be ashamed of. Big L. Big L likes playing retro-inspired games. He has a fancy new TV, a Series X, but he still has no problem with playing old-looking games, such as Trigger Witch and A Short Hike. He says, on the surface, they are usually quick gamer score games, but I usually wind up enjoying them. L also usually winds up playing them extra. That's what he should be ashamed of. <laughs> the time it takes, yes. Those easy gamer score games, you get in, get out. Once you're done, you're done. Don't play them no more. All right, Corey, are you ready? I, I found the name of that mowing game. I, I'm all ears. It's literally just mowing. For the, for the, the entire title. The, no, no, this is for Android. This is on your phone. Wait. Oh, it's gosh. It's called, and I quote, it's literally just mowing. Oh, yep, there quote. it is. That, oh, you know what? I think I've seen this game. Yes. Uh, yeah, that would be a guilty pleasure. Not a single Xbox uh, Xbox achievement to be found. And I just I found my, I just hated my life because I was like, I'm playing this and I should be getting achievements. So I'm going to go do that instead. Oh, man, you can oh. customize your mower. Yes, you can customize <laughs> oh, your mower. Look at all the options. I know. Oh, this and guy's if, riding on the street. How come you've never played lawn mowing sim? <laughs> I was just about to ask the same thing. Well, because it hasn't left almost left Game Pass yet. Okay, well, that makes sense. Set, set aside play. sixty hours for it, <laughs> and uh, sixty hours at the end of whatever you know half month that they decide to uh, pull it. Yeah. Okay. Well, in literally just mowing, can you fire a guy because he decides to take a vacation? Uh, you're the only mower, so lawnmower sim yourself. is so much better than. I don't know yeah. this. The advert for this has a guy mowing and a girl sitting on top of the mower while it's going. That is not what? safe for one, but also, <laughs> um, it also entices, you know, co-op or something. I don't know. I I didn't experience mm. any co-op in that game. It has five million downloads. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so. Most mobile games are like that. They can all be considered guilty pleasures. There's been plenty of games where it's like I download and play for an hour and then. Did you say all mobile games or all mowing games? Because <laughs> I, I it said could most, be one in the same. Mobile. Most mobile. I think you said mobile. Okay. Most mobile. <laughs> but honestly, mowing game honestly could be considered one. 
it's Especially interchangeable you- here. I told you what my favorite game um, when I was growing up was back when we, you know, we just had two colors, right? I don't think so. So I, I, had the, I had the Channel F uh, console, which was the poor man's Atari. And, I have um, no idea what that is. Yeah, I know. Uh, and my favorite <laughs> game, we had Pong and we had Tank. I know that. And we also had my favorite game that I would relax with was paint. And I would just, I would take a, a square because that's how you paint. You always paint with squares and you just move the square around the edge of the screen. Just keep going in, you know, just spiral all the way in. And then when you're done, you just spiral all the way out, deleting every block. I played that thing for hours just doing that. I'm sure my parents were concerned and they should have been. They could have got you an edge sketch for a lot cheaper. They, they probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> light bright. I could have just done a light bright. I just searched for Channel F console paint. And, nothing, and that game does not pop up. Well, it might not have been called Paint. Um, but if you search Channel F, uh, two words. Painting. <laughs> Channel, nope, that's it. not it. Well, I don't know. But that sounds like a terrible game. Unlike these games that we want to showcase, starting with Nate. Let me tell you. A game that is not a guilty pleasure. I will gladly tell you what I played uh, a bunch of. Is paparazzi? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> this just off, just from the name, I can tell this is a, what's going to be a game that you would play. Oh yeah, so this came to Game Pass uh, day one back in January uh, January twentieth so of this of this year. Uh, so I, played, I played it a little bit, and I got distracted because that's how I do. Um, and then I went back. Uh, I said, you know what? I really should play this more than just half an hour. So I put another half hour in, maybe, uh, and played a little bit more paparazzi. Okay, so let me tell you about paparazzi. You play a camera, a tripod. You don't know that right at first, I think. Uh, you, you play a mobile tripod, um, and you are going to a world inhabited by dogs. You, you start out on this beach. Uh, with a lighthouse, and your task is to take pictures of dogs. I think you have nine uh, slots, nine or ten slots in your camera that you can take pictures. Uh, if you um, don't like a picture, you can delete it. You can save a picture to your album and then delete it, and you'll always have that picture to look at. Uh, you can zoom in, you can jump, you can crouch, you can look up and down. You can pet all the dogs. With your bendy arm. That's like, why he is playing this. You go to pet him, and your arm just kind of like, like, <laughs> like, like stretches all the way out. And uh, you pet the dog, and, and when you do that, the dog loves you, and it pants, and it squints its eye, and it follows you. Uh, it's great. Um, dogs can pick up things like frisbees, and I think that's, I think I'm not making that up, um, branches and things like that. And you have basically little tasks per level. I think you have like three tasks at a time that you need to go do. And when you do that, you'll get rewarded with different types of film. So films that have like different color schemes, um, black and white, uh, and they have like a red film and stuff like that. You also get different uh, lenses for your camera. Uh, I Right now, I don't have very many of those because I've just kind of been blasting through the easy achievements. But I think you get some like fish eyes and fun stuff like that. Um, you there's a selfie mode, and that's how you discover that you are an animated tripod, basically. 
Because when you do the selfie, you're just a camera on a tripod. You're not a person. So that's weird to me, but okay. See, when you said you are a camera and a tripod, I thought that you were just trying to explain how the camera moves around the world. Not no. that you are literally <laughs> I think, I think a, camera a camera and a tripod. I think you're an animated tripod, uh, camera on a tripod. Uh, you have to check this out. Um, but yeah, so you go around and you do all these things. And um, for the most part... I would say half of the achievements are very easy to get. You can knock them out in like the first half hour of the game if you uh, know what you're doing. And, and what you basically have to do is just take pictures that are um, you meet a certain criteria. Uh, like 10 or 20 of them have to be nothing in the shot. No dogs. So you just kind of like stare up at the sky and you <laughs> a whole bunch of pictures and then you delete them and then you take a whole bunch more until the achievement pops. You have to do so many pictures while you're crouched. Okay, no problem. Uh, you have to do so many uh, pictures while you're jumping. So you jump in the air, you take the picture, you do that like 20 times, and you delete whatever you need to make space, and you pop those achievements. So these things are very easy to pop like on demand, about half of these. Um, so yeah, it's 10 photos in the air, 30 photos while crouching. Uh, attempt to take a photo without any film 10 times. Okay, so you take 10 easy pictures. Easy enough. Yeah, you take 10 pictures, so you have no film left, and you just take 10 more, and there's an achievement. Um, so, it's kind of silly, and um, once you complete those uh, tasks, you're able to move on to a new area. So, I've unlocked, I think, two or three areas. Uh, the next big area that I'm at is a boardwalk, um, and one of your tasks there is to clean up the uh, half pipe so that the dogs can skate on the half pipe. <laughs> So you basically just pick up trash, you throw it in the trash can, and then all of a sudden there are dogs on the half pipe uh, doing crazy dog tricks. What a game. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> it, it's as dumb as you as it sounds like it is. Um, and I haven't yet let my, my daughter watch it because... I was I'm just not, about to ask, are you playing this game? Or I am is playing she? this game. This is all me. I played every minute. It's all my tag. I have played. I haven't shown it to my daughter yet. I want to get all the achievements before I show it to her. Um, but yeah, so, so you do all these things. Uh, there are a couple achievements um, where you can't take the same picture of the same dog. A lot of these achievements, you can just take the same picture of the same dog and delete and take, take more. And then you're done. There are some that you have to have unique instances of dogs. And those aren't so bad. You go in there, you take a couple pictures, you then leave the area, you then come back. And then a picture of that same thing that you took a picture of before, will count as a unique picture. So you might have to do a little bit of back and forth to load it uh, while you're doing that. Um, after you've unlocked enough areas, you'll start unlocking times of day too, I believe. I haven't yet done that, but that's one of the other requirements for a bunch of these achievements is taking a, uh, a close-up photo of a dog in this area at every time of the day. And there's like three, possibly four times a day for some of these locations. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, and then I guess the hardest achievement or the uh, the you know, the most difficult achievement is completing the Puppypedia. And for that, they have like the little puppy requirements. <laughs> they have a requirement for each photo that you want to take, like this dog with a beach ball or this dog wearing a hat. Uh, so you just have to fill that out, leave the area with it. Then you can, uh, it gets marked off in your Puppypedia. So uh, getting ready for the show today, I woke up and boom, I got hit with. You know, TA now has a walkthrough for for uh, for this game for paparazzi. Does so this game actually need a walkthrough? Awesome. 
It does, um, because some of the requirements that you have don't, I mean, you read them and you know, okay, it says take a picture of this dog, you know, at this place, and it just doesn't seem to work. So um, I hope that the walkthrough will explain that a little bit better and kind of just make it, you know, so you're not just kind of out there just figuring these things out. Um, so I'm hoping that the walkthrough is good for that. And it looks like it is. I, I did a, I did a quick scan of it. Uh, it looks like it's pretty thorough. So I, I'm looking forward to just kind of blasting through this. I have put in 45 minutes to an hour and the walkthrough and uh, a bunch of, you know, uh, people who have basically completed it and then reported back. So it takes about three to four hours. So it's, you know, it's a short little experience unless, you know, your daughter loves it and then you have to play it every day for the rest of your life. Um, but that's, uh, that's paparazzi. What a game. You get this ability where you can dress the dogs, too. I haven't gotten that yet. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, your daughter will probably have more fun with this than you are. Probably, yeah. Or at least I kind of hope so. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it was a lot better than it is, but, you know, the dogs don't move too far. They just kind of they hop without moving their legs. Um, so... It's, so, it's not what I would have uh, dreamed of when I heard paparazzi, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> Pokemon Snap. Boa yeah. Dogs. That's exactly what I was thinking. Free roam possibly. Pokemon Snap, but with dogs. I haven't played Pokemon Snap, but uh, possibly. I haven't either. Pokemon Snap, it. You're, typically, you're on a rail, so you can't control how fast you move or where you stop or anything like that. You just continuously go. You have to take pictures and they get scored, so that sounds like it's a little different. But to get Pokemon to do certain things or to appear certain places, you have to do things to them. Maybe you have to throw an apple at them. And it sounds like you have to go and interact with dogs. To well, you ways do to get, get other dogs. You actually oh, do, you? do okay. get scored because you have to upload them to, um, you know, Instagram, you know, this game's version of Instagram. And people will be like, oh, that's great. Or like, hey, we're really getting tired of your uh, like crowd shots and you have to take different shots. Um, so you're, you're trying to get your rating up. Uh, as well, I guess some of those are the objectives, like get your rating this high and stuff. So, oh, well, there you, you go. You have to, you do have to do have some variety to your to your shots, but and hopefully the walkthrough explains all that because I've, like I said, I went in there and I just kind of like had fun just looking around and finding bones, which are currency and things like that. But uh, it'd be good to have somebody tell me exactly what I need to do to kind of get through this. So, all right. Yeah. And Corey, what game you bringing? Uh, technically, I'm bringing two games, but I have played a game over the past week, and I have accumulated over 9,000 TA off of this technically two games. So I'm talking about a new Game Pass game that has a window stack, and it's called Besiege. And if you are looking for TAD, this is the place to get it. The uh, PC version currently has 5,100, uh, so like a five ratio for this game, which I have completed Quick 100%. And the Windows version has 8,000 TA, um, Dang. but it has unobtainables and is glitchy. Yeah. So after doing everything that I think should have given me all the achievements in the Windows version, I only have 630 Gamer scores 22 out of the 36 achievements. And what's left are the unobtainables and then some other things that 
have appeared to just not pop. Uh, even though they have tracked gamers, others are reporting that they're not popping. Uh, the developers looking into it, but no, no, nonetheless, I have 4,600 TA in this game with 600 gamer score. So Dang. what is Besiege? Are any of you familiar with uh, the game? Roughly. I know, yeah. I know that it's uh, instruments of war. You're basically building big war machines. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember this game, seeing this when it came out. Yeah, it's been <laughs> on PC for a while, been on Steam, and now that's on console <laughs> and with the Windows Store. And what you're doing is you are given this uh, small little level, and it's kind of like it's like a diorama almost, because outside of the initial like buildings and stuff in front of you, it's just empty white space. And so your job is to uh, complete the objective which changes on each level. Sometimes you need to destroy uh, the house in front of you. Sometimes you need to destroy 70% of the cavalry. Uh, sometimes you have to go and pick something up and steal it and deliver it to a certain spot. Things like that. So it's very, uh, has a lot of variety to the levels on the objectives. It's not all just destruction. But in order to get to the objectives, you have to take a vehicle uh, or, well, it doesn't have to be a vehicle. You can take something that you've created, a machine uh, that you've created using different parts in order to uh, complete these objectives. So one of the very first levels you need to destroy a house. They give you a starting car that's in the shape of an H, and they say, put some wheels on it and move forward and basically you know run into the house kind of deal. And you can kind of see from there, you start getting more and more technical and more and more uh, diverse. You want to add, you can add cannons, you can add flamethrowers, you can add propellers, you know, you can build whatever you want in this game. Doing it that way, though, it's going to take a long, long time. It's going to take a lot of engineering uh, and probably a master's degree uh, in order to uh, get through some of these levels uh, the way that they're intended. However, this is a game that the community gets involved in and can upload their builds. And you can ah. utilize that in uh, both of these versions so you can simply go to what they call the workshop and search for build you can see most popular stuff and you can look at vehicles uh you can look at uh you know airplanes and things like that people have made some really really cool stuff i downloaded a tank somebody made an actual tank that can that has you know the um you know how tanks don't have wheels they have what belts or something you know treads uh, treads people have made that in this game uh, and you can download that stuff in, into your game. And some people have uh, you know, named it appropriately where you can find it. So if you're looking for a specific level, uh, look for a keyword in that level and then search the store or whatever and download it. Uh, sometimes in the case of achievements, you have to do certain things in a certain way on a level in order to get the achievement. Uh, one of the achievements, uh, actually, I, think, I believe two of them. Uh, are actually called the the Rube Goldberg machine. And so you have to beat this level without pressing a key. And so people have made a machine that uh, like sends a cannonball and moves forward automatically somehow whenever you start the level. Uh, and so just download that, you run it through it, and since it's a physics-based engine, sometimes it doesn't work, but it's very quick to say, oh, oh re restart and, and do it again. And, you know, uh, something slightly different might happen and it might work, you know? So if, if it ever comes to that, you just try it a couple times and you typically you'll get through it. Um, one yeah. of my favorite things that I've downloaded is the Nuke. 
and they have so many variations of nukes that people have made, but uh, somebody's made this tiny little thing, and as soon as I st uh, press go, it blows up, and it sends stuff flying everywhere. Doesn't always work for the levels, especially stuff that you can't, the, the levels that aren't about killing or destroying, uh, but it works for a lot of levels, and you can get through them quickly. Uh, <laughs> there are 52 levels in the game. You need to get through all of them to complete the game. However, you don't need to play all of them to get through the game. Uh, if you're struggling, uh, it's worth checking the menu. Sometimes you can skip a level. It will just say, move on to the next level. Sometimes it will say, beat this one to move on. So if you are struggling, you can do that. Uh, not every level has an achievement. Uh, there are four worlds, again, split across 52 levels. And it's kind of varied in how you can uh, play the game. I, I do recommend the console version. It is If you're going to pick one, uh, it is completable at the moment. And there are a lot of vehicles out there that will get you through the levels. Um, I only had a hard time with two of them um, because you had to complete the levels in a very peculiar way. Uh, and even the vehicles that I downloaded, it, it still is a little odd. And, and people make vehicles and they you can program the controls differently for every vehicle. So... Uh, if I downloaded two vehicles and one said right trigger to move forward, the other one might be the A button to move forward. So you kind of have to see what the author did to them, but it, you can get through it pretty quickly. I did the console version over two days, kind of just playing here and there during work. Um, so it was on a lot. You can't, I can't really judge on the time. That's eight to 10 hours on TA and it's probably true, uh, but you can get a ton of TA and TAD off of this game. This looks interesting. I can see how this can be fun. The game itself is kind of fun, especially if you want to just tinker with it a little bit and download somebody's vehicle. You can modify it uh, very easily. Uh, one of the vehicles I downloaded, the, the cannons, they had like three cannons and it would all shoot at the same time. And it wasn't really working for me. Uh, so I put them all to different buttons that weren't being used and I could just fire three separate shots instead of shots at once because on those particular cannons there, i mean there's no reload so once you shoot you're done uh so it but it is a fun game um and it would take forever if you had to do it by yourself luckily this in-game marketplace uh is is perfect for achievement hunting what's not perfect for achievement hunting is the windows version that does not work i already mentioned that it's buggy it has most of the same achievements as the console version so that's not a problem uh, but some stuff just won't unlock. And like I said, the devs are apparently looking into it. And uh, I, I think that'll be fixed. Um, the, the, the things that are unobtainable, uh, there are two currently. Uh, they are actually brand new to the PC version. For some reason, they have achievements for uploading your machine to the workshop and joining 10 servers. Uh, there is like a player created and building a level um and publishing it because there is a player created level editor as well as a machine editor uh and and doing your own level does unlock but these other ones uh don't um so i think that's something that they'll fix one other thing with the pc version is the workshop that i mentioned about downloading stuff for some reason on pc it's a lot more empty than the console version. I don't know why. I guess they're not using the same storefront. Uh, I, I, 
it's almost like people maybe, playing on PC probably are. If they're playing it, they're playing it on Steam. So Steam, the Steam Workshop might be full. Well, I, I do agree, but it doesn't really. I don't understand why the console workshop has all the stuff in it. The PC one, the Windows Store version, is the one that has is that is empty. All right. Uh well, that was Game Pass games. So let's get into some sales. What's some stuff that you guys could actually pick up if you wanted to? Uh, go ahead, Corey. Thanks for asking. I am looking at a couple That's of games this week. One is called Sheepo. It is, I believe, 30% off. It's like eight bucks this week, a little bit less. Uh, it's a Metroidvania that came out at the later half of last year, and it actually looks like a good one. And it also looks like one that is criminally underplayed at only 32 starters. Uh, oh, wow. Three completions. At the time it came out, I remember seeing it and thinking, uh, one, it, it looks, you know, looks good. And, and two, uh, it looks interesting because there was a lot of, like shape shifting or something to do with like abilities um, because you change like animals. I don't remember it anymore, but I do know that I want to play it and I am, it's on my list for this week. Also on my list is a game called Overland. Another one that seems to be underplayed 266 starters on TA and only four completions uh, on TA as well. However, two of those four people exist in our discord. Saban's Rothschild and Vudix have both completed this, uh, you know, over the past year. And it is a, hold on your, your seats, a roguelite strategy turn-based game. Um, okay, you have my attention. Like, all I can see from, like, it's, it's very weird. Like, the marketing materials make it look like XCOMing. I was just about to say that. I haven't haven't done enough research to see what the roguelike part about it is. Uh, it looks like you have an inventory that you have to manage as well as uh, people that have different skills. Um, so I'm curious to see about the the roguelike part, but it's uh, it, it's just a game that looks like it would be okay, and it's half off at ten bucks this week. So it's definitely on my my list to uh, consider. I'm watching a couple of clips on this. It, I. I'm not seeing the roguelike aspect, but it definitely does just look like a uh, poor man's XCOM. Yeah, you're taking a group of travelers across the the United States, so I'm wondering if like you keep some items, but um, but yeah. Oh, so it's Oregon Trail. <laughs> uh, kinda. You start from one coast and get to the other. Oh, Oregon Trail meets XCOM. Now, if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what will. What are you trying to sell us on, Nate? I'm trying to sell you on games that I have not yet played myself. Uh, so why not? Let's start. Uh, Corey talked about these games a few weeks back. Daddish and Daddish 2. They're $2 mm. each. Uh, down from $10 each. So a total of $4. Down that is a 20. hard recommend for me. I was going to put that on oh, there and yeah. I saw you did, which I'm glad you did. Oh, those yeah. are great games. These are platformers. They're two to three hours each. Uh, like I said, I have not played them, but I am definitely going to do that in the future. Uh, and then a game <laughs> that... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. And then a game that I meant to pick up a few weeks ago when it went on sale, but then never did, Golf Club Wasteland. 
Um, this is $5 down from 10. It's in the sports slash golf category, surprisingly. Uh, if you look at the completions, I think there's only six or seven. Um, the, the times range from seven to 64 hours. And if you take the wow. median, <laughs> the median there is about 15 hours. So, uh, I don't know. It looks interesting. It looks very interesting. You are in a spacesuit. You're like in the, a NASA big bulky, you know, with the big fishbowl helmet uh, suit. And you are playing golf on a uh, kind of a 2D uh, platformer kind of uh, <clears throat> world. It looks <laughs> very interesting. I, I want to see more about this. And for five bucks, I might just jump right in. Uh, next up, Summer in Mara. If you know me and you look at the, you know, screenshots of this game, you know that I want to play this. It's $10 down from 25 oh, even yes. though it's marked as simulation and management. It doesn't look like it to me. It looks mm -hmm. like there might be a little bit of farming. So, you know, recently with uh, Farm Together, I really found that to be kind of fun. It's 25 to 30 hours. Uh, it just looks super cute. Um, and that price, $10 down from 25 That's that's pretty attractive. And finally... A game that we made a fun of a while ago, <laughs> Walden, a game. Uh, this is a game based on the life of Walden and uh, basically, you know, the, the life he lived and basically being in around the lake that he loved. And you're walking to town. There's an achievement for walking you know, so many miles. There's an achievement for never going into town. Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's $5 down from 10 It's listed as adventure. Um, okay, and uh, looking at the completion times, looks like it's going to take about 20 hours. So Yeesh. this might be one of those things where I do something just for a laugh and then regret it later. Um, 100%. <laughs> but I feel like I might want to check this out. And there's your games. Walden looks like that, um, that game Lake, I think it was called. I think uh, it's like like, but even slower because you don't have a truck. Even oh, slower <laughs> because you don't have a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Look at a video on that. It. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever you say, Nate. <laughs> I like the title Walden, comma lowercase a lowercase game. This is the epitome of indie development. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, this is a team that said, "Let's make a game that no one else has made before." Uh, and, I thought you were going to say no one else wants. And they and they <laughs> did it. So <laughs> they accomplished both of them. I kind of want to check it out. Uh, God bless you with that one. Have fun with that. Uh, sounds like a walk a race. <laughs> oh, don't. Walk I challenge you and then go review it <laughs> so I know whether I should actually start it or not. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you don't want to buy anything, there are some Game Pass games and some games of gold. Uh, just as a reminder for the games of gold, Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse, is available for the next couple of days. Once you hear this, it's available until the end of the month. Make sure you grab that. And likewise is Band of Bugs, also available until the end of the month. So you got a couple of days. If you haven't downloaded them, do that. Got a couple of editions of Game Pass. Uh, available now, RoboQuest, which is a game preview. Uh, yep. Galactic Civilizations 2, Super Mega Baseball 3, and then coming at the end of the month on the 28th, Alice Madness Returns. 
I remember hearing good things about Alice. I had a friend that said I would like this game. Uh, and then, unfortunately, we do have a couple that are leaving Game Pass here uh, at the end of the month. First up, we have Hypnospace Outlaw. Then we have Killer Queen Black. Stealth Inc. 2. Uh, Tauhu Tuhu Luna Knights. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. And then a surprising and sad one. Titanfall is leaving EA Pass or EA Pass EA Play for console and PC on March 1st. That's a little bit of a shocker there. I wonder if that's like a uh, a glimpse of what's to come. Maybe the servers are going be, will be going down soon or something. Don't I mean, know. at this point, I mean, you don't own it or have, or have played it. You're probably not going to. Such a good game, though. Oh, it's such a good Stuff game. Stuff can't live forever. No, it can't. But it should because it's Titanfall and it's such a good game. I need 44 more Pilot Hunter matches. Wins. Think you can <sighs> help me out? Uh, I know a way I can help you out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. God. That, that's a game I would love to complete down the 360. But that means loading up to 360 and playing on that console. It's just awful. It's so slow now. Uh, all right. Let's get to coming real soon. And, Nate, you got two games here which I, to talk about. I really do. Uh, and Actually, I can talk about more because this week looks kind of interesting. Um, a whole bunch of stuff I'm, I'm kind of interested in. Uh, and I will not mention those games that are Conan Chop Chop and Far Changing Tides. Uh, instead, I'm going to talk about Little Orpheus. Little Orpheus uh, has this propaganda for us to read. It says the definitive edition of the multiple award-winning hit by Master Storytellers, The Chinese Room, is remastered for the big screen. It includes all bonus content of the original. A hero will emerge. Now, when they say big screen, uh, this game was originally released on iOS June 12, 2020. Uh, and this version of the game... Um, now has been remastered for the PC. It's got high res textures. It's got new moves. Uh, I don't know what that means. And animations. Well, that's cool. Uh, enhanced graphics and lighting effects and more, which makes sense. Uh, so you sh- really should watch a video of this because uh, it, it looks, looks pretty. So nice. Uh, the graphics look great. There's a lot of humor. Uh, it's very colorful and it just looks kind of like a limbo like. So you know why I'm into it. Uh, however, in researching and looking at what the iOS version was rated and what people reviewed it for, they said that it was really kind of basic. Uh, it's really a run left, run right type game with a little bit of interaction and some very light puzzle. So this is, I'm ready for disappointment. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be very pretty. But I think it's going to be pretty uh, vapid. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot there. And so for that reason, I need that price to be very low uh, before I jump in. Or I need to get a review copy. Uh, but I really like the look of this. And I just want it to be a fun uh, story for the right price. It looks like a baby's first limbo. Yeah, it, it looks like there's a lot of death. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of dangerous things going on. But uh, I don't think it's going to be as dark definitely can't be as dark as limbo if you look at the screens so oh definitely not 
yeah, it looks like a fun, fun ride. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this one doesn't let me down. Uh, but yeah, little Orpheus. All right. And you want to talk about the next game or nah? Yeah, I'll talk about the next one very okay. briefly because there's not a whole lot out on it. Uh, the next game is called Gunborg Dark Matters. That releases on Thursday the I love 3rd. that name. I should mention, uh, I forgot to mention, Little Orpheus comes out on March 1st. Uh, this game, Gunborg Dark Matters, is releasing on the 3rd. Um, and in this game, you're harnessing the power of dark energy as you jump slash shoot, bombard your way through an army of alien soldiers and killer robots in an arcade-style action platformer with the slick 80s synthwave soundtrack. Now, they had me there until they got to the 80s synthwave soundtrack, but it doesn't sound that bad. Uh, I do love my action platformers. This game looks cool. Uh, it looks like it might be difficult. Looks like it's going to require some Twitch skills. Uh, oh, yeah. And you can see the character is wall grabbing and kind of constantly jumping on a wall. Very cool stuff. Double jumps. Shield smash. He smashes an enemy with his shield from above and, and kills him. Does a shield bounce move across a whole bunch of spikes uh, and a whole bunch of different guns. Uh, and you actually start out with a sword. So I am excited for all the variety that this game has normally these action platformers are pretty limited in terms of what you can do. It's it's the same gun, it's the same weapon, whatever. This game looks like it has a, a good bit of variety to it, and it's really giving me um, flashbacks of Velocity 2X, which I don't think a lot of people have played, but I really enjoy that game, and, and this one is kind of giving me those vibes, so I'm hopeful. If you get this one, you ought to stream it, because that looks like a game that will be fun to watch. Yeah, it can be really fun to watch me fail and just try exactly. it over and over. Yeah, 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 I get you. <laughs> That's Gunborg, Dark Matters, on the third. All right. Let's get into some contests. Uh, Corey, you want to re-out the losers for this week? Yeah, sure. This week, uh, we lost some heavy hitters. We lost Wakapale, Nightwolf, no. Benhel72, and Fista Roboto, all from the individual side. On the team side, we lost... Casual Exile and his team, and the Super Bob 49 and his team. I don't know if they're on the same team, but both of them have been eliminated from that side. This week's bonuses include two scoops of TAD worth 500 TA uh, for the solo bonus. That is ending the period with at least double the score, that is TA difference, earned during the previous period. The team bonus, I think, is Deja Vu. But we have some weird characters here. Uh, it's worth 1,500 TA, and it is for ending the period with the exact same gamer score and achievement gain as the previous period as a team. Both of those sound pretty tough. Yeah, that will sound fun. All right. Well, with that, let's get into Brag Camp. Uh, before we do that, real quick. Uh, because this is the last full week before the next Gamertag Challenge is announced Fair. on the next live show, which is next week, uh, this is your reminder to get all that stuff in, get your sheet updated. This does count towards the AHL, and this does count towards your chance to win the Gamertag Challenge drawing, and we will be announcing the next Gamertag live next week. There you go. All right, Corey, go ahead. Take it away for Brad Camp. All right, for completions, we have NK XD completed 250 games and read 047, 850 games on his way to 1,000. 
in ratio. Michael KV has reached a new ratio of 1.4. A lot of stuff happening this week, uh, probably because of the Zitalon. Uh, <laughs> it's achievement what? season, as they say. Uh, as they say, yes. So uh, hitting the 1.5, we have Enigma Gamer 77 and Faustian Greed. Hitting 167, or excuse me, 1.6, we have Prue. We have a couple people hitting 1.7. That's McThumbs, Tropan, and Shadowless Edge. At 1.8, we have Faustian Greed again. He's just climbing up the charts. And Jimbot UK. Uh, with a 1.9, we have Dynaman87 and McThumbs again. Whoa, who's going to win? And finally, we have Survivalist with a TA ratio of 3.0. Holy crap. Yeah. In streaks. Legohead1977, along with Infamous, Lord of Dookie69, Magic Monkey, and Callum P311220, if that really is your name, all with a 50-day achievement win streak. What the Fug with 200 days, Dynaman87 with 450, Eldritch SS with 550, Philip Wendell with 650, and Waka Pale with 3050. In gamer score, Hack and Pwn has hit 150,000. Matthew Who, 650,000. Rocker Dude, 750,000. A Gray Shark, 850,000, along with Lego Head, 1977. And then in leaderboards for this week, we have a Heizo, who is now in the top 20 of the Arizona True Achievement Leaderboard for role playing. Not bad. Fisher Roboto is in position number one in the Australia True Achievements leaderboard for cycling games. High Road Vatu is now in the top 20 of the Colorado True Achievement leaderboard for wrestling. Infamous is now second in the TA Difference leaderboard for run and gun. Michael KV is now third in Slovakia Gamer Score leaderboard for Windows. Night Wolf is now in the top 50 of the Completed Games leaderboard for Metroidvania. Knopf Ultra is now second in the Ireland True Achievement leaderboard for role-playing and for potatoes. And then Expovos is in the top 20 of the Completed Games leaderboard for card and board and collectible card game. And he is also in the top 20 of the TA Difference leaderboard for collectible card game. Not bad. Some good good leaderboards this week. All right. But for us, that will do it. Shorter show this week. It's almost like Elsa here to, to prolong it. Wait, I didn't say that. But like Nate mentioned a minute ago, we have our live show next week. Come on out. We'll try to do some announcements so everyone gets reminded, reminded on it. Uh, twitch.tv slash age101 while you're there please follow and subscribe to us uh, if you want to get in contact with us send us a twitter tweet on the twitter at achievements101 be sure to join the discord come be a part of the community discord.io slash age101 please subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash achievementhunting101 and next week is also going to be for the patron drawings Thank you to all of our patrons. If you would like to sign up to help us keep this going, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. Greatly appreciate all of you that donate. But with that, class is dismissed. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
Generation X. It's Generation X. Xbox. Get Xbox. Xbox. It's Generation X. Hygienic. Get Xbox. Hygienic. Xbox. Get Xbox. Get Xbox. Welcome back, nostalgia-seeking Chivo hunters, to the sixth edition of Gen Xbox, where two old fogies from Generation X sit around and compare some games you can earn some gamer score in with games that we grew up on. What did these new games do well, and where did they fall short? That's what this segment is all about. Joining me today is an individual who once compared Broforce to Lemmings. <laughs> it's Freaky! <laughs> What's yes, up, man? yes, I believe that was the last episode, last so far long <laughs> ago, <it>? right? <laughs> yes, I, I think that happened, right? right yeah, were... no, I, and I actually, I don't, I didn't even know if I touched on why I compared it in that episode, but <laughs> uh, it I, did I, happen. I remembered why because I know at the end of each Broforce level, it shows you all the enemies you kill and they explode like right in a row, oh, and then at the okay. end of each Lemmings level, once you complete the uh the the condition you can mm-hmm. just self-destruct all your lemmings and they they blow up right uh, in a row and i was like oh that's just like lemmings and that's I, that, that that's where the connection clicked for me anyway <laughs> <laughs> i see that would have been something really good to explain last time uh, probably the, yeah but yeah, my, my, my age-addled good. brain did not did not uh, <laughs> put that in there <laughs> and yeah. I, I apologize if i sound a little raspy i am just getting over a cold so uh, oh yeah, so uh, I guess we should do an update for our three fans out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> our excuse our long absences. Uh, I personally I've been dealing with uh, back surgery and all that good stuff, but I um, got a good report and uh, I'm back to working out nice, uh, somewhat nice. regularly. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty those, cool. He said it was way games. ahead. Yeah, man, that was hashtag gains about to slip away from me. So yeah, uh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. What I I know that you've been busy as well. Yes, yes. I uh, relocated the family from uh, Southeast Virginia to uh, I don't know Central Maryland. Uh, I'm in between mm-hmm. DC and Annapolis, so I'm actually right near uh, right near Fufu Cuddly Poof. Oh man, y'all gonna get together and yeah, do oh, some yeah. stuff. Man. Yeah, we could. That's uh, cool. Possibly, possibly have like if we can get some babysitters, have a you know an adult night and have somebody watch our kids for us. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we went out and got some uh, some uh, Mexican food one night uh, when I was in town. So nice, nice. I, yeah, I'm, it was I'm fun, a fan man. of Mexican. So oh, there you go. There's, that was a pretty cool little spot out there. And I guess you're the the one person moving into the Northeast uh, as opposed to the millions of other people that are moving out of that area. So. <laughs> So wait, yes. wait, uh, you know, Z, you know, Zig while those are zagging. That's that's yeah, there's so something okay. there. You know, you gotta have, yeah. you gotta have somebody. You gotta have somebody living somewhere. Right? <laughs> Someone's gotta live up there, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I did, I did get a substantial pay bump in my my uh, job. So uh, well, yeah, there's a it. reason they they have paid people extra to live up in that hellhole. <laughs> hey, that's so. fine with me. Like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm a city guy, so I can I like, uh, okay, yeah, I like the hustle and bustle. Although the uh, the eight inches of snow that we got was definitely a surprise. Mm-hmm. For, for me and the family, the, the kids, though, well, my daughter loved it. My son, not so much. He did not like the snow. <laughs> oh, I can't blame him. So, well, are, you, are you a fan of snow out there in uh, Tennessee? Uh, well, I grew up in Texas, and uh, we only had like uh, like a little thin sheet of ice every once in a while. It never really snowed. I'd never built a snowman in my life until I went to college in Iowa. And when I was in Iowa. Uh, I saw enough snow that I grew very, very, very tired of it, and I never want to see, never want to see it again. Uh, in fact, and so I live in Memphis, and yeah, we uh, we had uh, the school shut down today because we had a quarter inch 
Well, actually, it wasn't even a quarter inch. It was like an eighth of an inch. Like the you could, it didn't even cover the grass. It was so bad. So <laughs> did it stick yeah, on the but, streets? <laughs> no, no, the streets were just wet. Not frozen, just wet. And, yeah. But we got the day off, so that was pretty cool. I oh, appreciate that. So, yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, there you go. So uh, I guess we should uh, jump in. Uh, did you want to go first this week, or yeah, did you yeah, want I, me? I could totally go first because I have um, the, the the well the the game I picked. I was. Uh, there was a couple games I wanted to talk about uh-huh. from back in the day that I really want to uh, get to, but I haven't found any modern games to compare them to, so they're kind of sitting on the back burner as I sit and try to think just, about other games. <laughs> oh, hell, man. Just compare it to Broforce and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did just last, was it, I think last month or recently anyway, um, Race with Ryan came out on oh, Game Pass. Yes. So I was just... You know, as I was uh, one of the nights I was uh, home alone in Maryland while my wife was in in Virginia and the family's away, I was just reading TA and uh, clicked on the walkthrough. I was like, oh, and like the first line of the walkthrough was like, you know, comparable to Mario Kart. And I'm like, oh, really? I love Mario Kart. Like Mario Kart, (laughs) like the old school Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. I mean, and the series for sure, but like the first Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. I love that game. game. I played hours of that game with my friends battle mode and playing the whole game from front to front to back just had a, so much fun so many hours of fun with that game so i was like okay well i'll pick up race with ryan and, and I'll, I'll download it and, and see how it how it compares and mm-hmm. um it was even better one <laughs> not <laughs> i mean that, well, well. Before, first, uh, let me let me just back up with just the the funny visual I can't get out of my head at this point, which is that of you, a middle aged man sitting in a you said a basement, I think. Uh, you know, yeah. so well, middle aged I mean, man all alone in a house, all by himself, and what does he do? He fires up a game with a child in it that is intended for like five year olds. Right. <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it definitely lives up to the freaky part. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. It's, it's. I mean, oh gosh. It's just a funny I mean, visual, yeah, I mean, man. You know how we. I mean, it's not. Oh, I know. It's not I, dragons. I, it's not dragons getting it on, but you know, it's. it's yeah. It's. it's <laughs> uh, actually, anyway, I'm sorry. I just couldn't let that pass because it was just funny. You're like, oh, yeah, I was all uh, home all alone, and of course, what did I want to do? I wanted to play Race with Ryan. Yes, I'll, I'll, absolutely. I'll bring, up, bring up some Race with Ryan. Well, I don't know. Do you know who this? Do you know who Ryan is? Are you aware? God, of? no. I I never. It's. Apparently, an annoying little child uh, because uh, yeah. I, I well, fired yeah, I know, it up and I, I thought that I had accidentally gotten on YouTube or something because all of a sudden there's like people on the screen in front of me. I'm like, what the yeah, hell is yeah. it? And then, well, then that was the game, but yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're not familiar with Ryan, if it, he's this this YouTube personality, and um, I'm not quite sure how old he is now. He's probably he's a YouTube personality. Yeah, YouTube personality. He's probably he middle, middle school show, age right really. now, I would think. And I guess. Um, when he was younger, I was reading the Wikipedia on him. When he was younger, he was watching like unboxing videos on YouTube and, and, and stuff like that with his mom. And he said that he wanted to do that. So his mom, who's a teacher, like I think a chemistry teacher, uh, quit her job and just fulfilled his wishes. You know, you want to be a YouTube star playing with toys? That's what we're going to do. So basically... She quit her job. Well, so uh, many father, questions here. You know, raised the family or, you know, I guess paid for the you know family. But I guess he's, I don't uh-huh. know what he does, he's an engineer or something, but he, he he makes enough money to support him while they were doing that. Mm. And then uh, Ryan became this very popular Ryan's Toy Review. 
uh, was the YouTube channel, and it became a very popular um, toy review channel. He would just uh, companies would send him new toys, and he would open the toys and play with them and, and review the toys. And uh, that, that's that's how he got <laughs> that's how he got started. And turned, he rolled that over into a um, TV show, I think. On it's either on Disney or Nickelodeon. I'm not sure. But yeah, YouTube. My daughter loves them. I know you, you and the, um, the missus. I know you are uh, Dinks. I believe, right? Is that what it's the yeah, term? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Double and, income, no kids. Yeah, for those yep. that are not and, familiar. And um, it's definitely, uh, you know, if I didn't have any children, I would not know who Ryan is. Uh, beside, you know, other, you know, and he has he plays <laughs> he plays a lot of Roblox. He plays a lot of other games of and he streams he these games. That's uh, that's so much more interesting than the story I had concocted in my brain. But I guess I was a lot closer when I said that there was people on the screen, and I thought I was on YouTube because I guess that's where he's his homeland oh, yeah. is. But oh yeah, but the yeah, the, it, the the story I thought it was is that the dad was some kind of artist, and that he just decided to draw his kid, and then his kid, I don't know, somehow became involved, and then. Uh, basically the family just exploited the kid and, and that was pretty much the gist of it. I, I, I kind of felt sorry for the kid and I, I don't know, it was kind of weird. Uh, I, the whole thing was just weird to me, but I guess I, I didn't know the backstory very well. Yeah, he definitely, um, definitely, uh, uh, an, the, the, the clips they used for in the game. I mean, I don't know if they, they had to have specifically recorded those right. clips for this old game. Now, right? You said just, he's a middle schooler now. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be in middle school. Oh um, yeah. But it's just, it's just like they're just. I don't know. They're just so weird in in yeah. relation to the game. Also, like having you, you come out of a race. Anyway. Well, okay. Here you go. Here's a question: Is it is it more distracting or well, I don't know distract distracting or annoying i guess a, a fine line there but is it uh more of that than have you played the blaze axle city game it's like a racing game with, like I, I talking have, I cars have not. that's actually made by oh, the same it's actually published oh, by the man. same people outright games um, oh, okay because there's like every time you hit the turbo on that game it goes so fast <laughs> and, and you're like you know he keep hitting it and it's like so fast so fast. Yeah, and it's, it's, so it's, fast. it's almost the same <laughs> so, thing. Oh, gosh, it's so annoying. But, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, the kid keeps yeah, the popping kid, up on the dang the kid screen. Pops up and he's like, yeah, thumbs up or whatever. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was so, is that there needs to be a setting to disable uh, <laughs> that, whatever the hell you call that. Like, I don't what, know. And, Cameos by Ryan. And the thing is, like, I don't know, I don't know, you know, what the budget was for this game, but when he pops up and does those little sayings, and like, mm-hmm. they're, the, they're not good quality. Like, it sounds like he's just saying it on a headset through party chat over your game. Yeah. Like, well, it, the, the question is, is did, so, I, I mean, I don't, obviously my knowledge of this, uh, this young man who uh, isn't, uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, is he like recording it with? He can't. He probably he has to have hit puberty by now, right? So that has to be his voice from back then. Yeah. And so I mean, it, yeah. okay, I, mean, well, was, I was thinking was... that he like voiced over and they just put like a picture of him from the past and then like <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know he kind of like disguised his voice, made his voice a little higher maybe I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean the, the game was released in uh, November uh, two thousand nineteen, so. A little, bit more so than, fast. a little bit more than yeah. two years ago, so he, it could have been his. <laughs> it could have been his, you know, original voice. But well, uh, he would have been. Well, how old do you think he is? Uh, see, I again, I have, I, I only know what they look like when they're about. <laughs> 
13 because that's when they are freshmen. Uh, and so, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And so that's when they enter my realm of, uh, you know, my, my, my uh, profession. But uh, so I don't know what, what they look like up until that point. So is this kid like, is he like a sixth grader perhaps? A he is, fifth he grader? is, um, he was born uh, October 6, 2010. My quick math skills oh, so say he's, he's what, 11? He'll be 12 this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and that so, puts him, you know, you start, you start school Okay. At five, so he's eighth grade. So yeah. So he's six, like eighth. sixth grade. Right. Okay. So yeah, I guess he was an elementary. Elementary yeah, school. Okay. Probably I elementary school out. when he yeah. recorded it and made it and then going okay. into middle school now. So, so it was probably made actually for the purpose of this game and not, you know, them just going back in the archives, finding old footage of yeah, him. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I would think, I think so. Like even like looking at the some of the YouTube, like some of the the, the live footage clips, almost mm-hmm. look like they could have just been pulled from the YouTube page. Mm-hmm. But I think most of them are actually recorded for the game. Mm-hmm. But I so, mean, and that was like I think that was right during like his big hype, like what 2019. Yeah, because that's that's when my my daughter really got into him. So, so uh, you know, your your daughter comes to you and says, "Hey, Dad, <laughs> I love you so much, Dad. Um, I, I saw some crap on YouTube, and I want to do that. Will you quit your your job, Daddy, so that I can become a YouTube star just like that person that I just saw on YouTube?" Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, 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 I'd sit her down and be like. Honey, do you like that tablet that you watch YouTube on? Do you like this house with the roof over your head? Do you like all these nice things that daddy and mommy can buy you? Yeah. So then I cannot quit my job. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking there was probably other uh, circumstances at play that the, the lady just didn't like teaching and that she decided she was wanting to get the hell out of that anyway. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's not for everybody. And, so, and she yeah. has, and she has been arrested. I don't, uh, I, oh, really? I, I don't recall. I don't recall what for, but I know there's a picture of for her ex- like as a, with a, a mugshot picture of her out uh, there online. Um, nice for exploiting I, a, a, an elementary student. I, no, I, think, I, I think it was just shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's that's funny because right because then he do like crap with toys or something like that. So oh, yeah, that that would totally make sense. Yeah, I don't oh, know that's was... that's good. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get into uh, the. Get into oh, the, I'm sorry. The somewhat I, I, gameplay of this game. Yes. It's, okay. So why did it remind you is, of uh, Mario Kart? Or well, why did it, I mean? Why did you have those vibes? The, the, the only reason I, I I compare it to Mario Kart is because of the TA walkthrough. Like the first sentence on the TA walkthrough is, you know, oh, this game is comparable to Mario Kart and. <laughs> bare bones it is it really is um they're doing they're doing the work for you aren't yeah, they <laughs> yeah right exactly it's a it's i mean they're both racers they're both both sim racers party racers um but that's a one is fun and one is not <laughs> <laughs> and and um you know race with ryan is just it's i think it's um not made for uh, you know, a forty-two-year-old adult it's man. Ho- it's home alone in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's with an evening to kill. In the basement, <laughs> with an evening to with, kill. With the, with the potpourri and the and the dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's. I think it's aiming more for a younger crowd. Like honestly, like I think this is... wait, wait, wait. Now this is important. You think that it might be? 
I mean, <laughs> I, uh, okay. My 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 my, my prescription uh, drug addled brain right now is not thinking correctly, but yes, it definitely is. Oh, it is. Okay. But yeah, okay. The thing is, right. like, you know, I have I have a six year old daughter, and I look for games that she can play, and there's not many yeah, that right. I know of off the top of my head on the Xbox, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I educational games for kids is one. She she likes that game. Um, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, she's actually played Minecraft Dungeons. She likes mm-hmm. that game. But that was actually her first achievement was from Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, oh, but this this game, I think she could actually play without uh, any help of mine whatsoever. You know, I'll turn the game mm-hmm. on, load it up for her, give her the controller, and then she can play the game. It's, th- I mean, it's that simple. It, it's yeah. geared towards five, six, seven-year-olds. I think once you get to like third grade, you're probably aging out of this game. <laughs> right. Uh, it's very simple. There's like seven tracks that it comes with and i think you can download another five more oh i'm sorry oh, for real? i didn't know that yeah yeah and i'm actually surprised it's not more of a cash grab because i thought the way ryan's toy review i thought it'd be a lot of cash grab like go buy this right you know go buy this skin for this car and go buy this and that whatever yeah. you know and it's it's not surprisingly there's just a uh you can get the deal it has dlc like a, a road trip uh dlc for it you can get more more cars and more tracks Hmm. Okay. Yeah. They. Uh, so, uh, as far as the gameplay is concerned, so you're saying that your daughter would be able to play this, and basically, are you saying that she'd be able to get any of the any and all of the achievements, or do you think she's just play it and occupy her oh, time? No, I think I think she could probably get. I would say uh, at least uh, a third of the achievements, maybe even half. The easy. Yeah. It's like okay, so. So you have different cups, right? You have like the hot dog cup and you have the mm-hmm. hook hook and anchor cup and you have the fruit the fruit cup, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and you have all these different like, you know, it's like the Grand Prix races where you race different tracks. There's only like 10 or 12 tracks and each track and really there's only like half of that because each track is forward is one track and then backwards is another track. So the variety that you see is just amazing in this game. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. And then in each in each circuit cup, so to speak, it's just a mixture of different tracks. It's like they use the, they they recycle oh. the same five or six tracks over and over I d- again. Each. I did not even notice that. Yeah, it's it's really. Uh, I just did the uh, pizza one or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, yeah the pizza cup and uh, yeah. I, I beat it on easy, medium, and hard, and mm-hmm. uh, and that was that was it for that. Yeah, so. and, and, but yeah, once you get to the next one, I forget what the next one is, but there's I think there's a, to- a total of Hot seven, six or seven different circuits. Uh, mm-hmm. Different like cups, but that each each circuit in that uses the same tracks. They just mm-hmm. recycle them. Like this one uses these three, and the next one uses these three, and this one uses gotcha. a mixture of those four. You know, so and it's mm-hmm. either you're going forward or backward, and that's it. It's really kind of lacks lacks uh, a lot of imagination. Whereas you know Mario Kart, like each circuit had its own unique. Tracks. Rainbow Road, man. Yeah, Rainbow is there, Road. Is there, a, is there an equivalent to Rainbow Road on there? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and, and and it's oh, and it's so disappointing too. And I know it's. I mean, I, I talk. I, I you know, I come at it like I'm. You know, I'm a 43 year old gamer, of course. Mm-hmm. A, and it's disappointing because, you know, I'll, I'm always looking for shortcuts in racing games like this. Because you know, once Mario Kart evolved into you know this you know Mario Kart 64 and, and Double Dash mm-hmm. and then on the on the Wii and whatnot you got a lot of shortcuts that you could hit like openings and walls and stuff like that you can go around so I'm like I see openings and walls and I'm like ooh is that a shortcut and I go and nope you hit an invisible wall and that's just <laughs> a place where like 
uh, a train comes out and hits you. Mm, <laughs> yeah, like, I got you. Like, oh, well, that's not a shortcut. So, you know, it's very simple. It's very, um, instead of like question mark boxes to run over to get items, you hit these, um, they're mystery eggs. And that was a big mm. thing that Ryan put out uh, when I worked at GameStop. That was one of the big things. It was like a surprise mystery egg. And it had just a bunch of toys, a bunch of just little cheap toys you would open. And they were each individually wrapped and kids loved it. Yeah. Just the, the blind boxes. And my, my daughter still loves them. We got her a, an advent calendar where she opened like 25 little different toys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, but yeah. so, and it's not, they're not called items. It's called, I think, magic in this. And you, uh, and, and, you know, and it's. They sounds like just, a, sounds like a crappy loot crate or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. But so, <laughs> so while, while you're racing, you know, you hit, you hit these eggs and they give you power ups and they lifted these power ups abilities right from Mario Kart, you know, like mm-hmm. one is a speed boost instead of a mushroom, it's a tailpipes and you know, you get a speed boost. Um, one is a tennis ball instead of a green shell. One's a paper airplane instead of a red mm-hmm. shell. They do all, they have all the same powers, um, you know, to, to attack the other drivers really um the pretty standard uh kart racing fair yeah yeah Yeah. standard kart racing fair you know different weapons to attack everybody else and whatnot um but what's what's laughable is the difficulty right i mean i Mm -hmm. i expect easy difficulty to be easy and medium to be medium and hard to be hard but it's it's there's a there's a setting you can pause the game and turn on um help with acceleration and help with steering you know oh i didn't know that yeah yeah and you can basically on the easy on the easy cups, you can basically pause the game, turn those on, and then idle it while you play something else, and then just come back every three minutes oh, and start the man. next race. <laughs> I did not know that. Okay, <laughs> I I played it like legit and was like doing all this drifting and stuff. And, yeah. And uh, you're saying that uh, you can just turn it on; and it does it all for you. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you still have to come back and like restart restart oh, the races man. in between but you know you, you can play something else on another that's screen. such a weird setting like yeah well i mean I, I, I get it if they're you know if they're if, if parents are putting you know because i'd let I'd, I'd put a a i'd put a busted controller in my two-year-old's hand for this yeah. game you know and, uh, let them think that they're doing something yeah exactly and just turn on yeah. turn on that that assist and he would love it that's funny yeah okay. so i mean i get it so, it's, it's definitely an assist for kids and it does and I mean, it does help you, you know, not steer into the walls and stuff like that. Because I would try it with the assistant, try to try to purposely mess up the car and you know mm-hmm. go backwards and stuff like that. And it, 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 it does pretty good about keeping you on track. Now, when you get into medium and hard, it won't necessarily win the race for you, but definitely on easy, it'll it'll win the race for you. All right. So, so uh, how did it handle the uh, like the rubber banding? That's like the worst thing about kart racing is how they're actually you could, oh, it's so annoying. No, banding, no, yeah. no rubber banding whatsoever. Oh, like yeah. I, that's that's what I noticed. Yeah, yeah, even on the on the hardest setting, once you get once you get past every like you know, it, yeah, they're gone, man. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's you know the the hardest setting. Like the, you you start out and you know it took me like on the easiest setting by the first fifth of the first lap, I was in first place and done. You know the race mm-hmm. is over. I'm going to win. Medium setting, I might take like you know the first half of the first lap for me to get into first place if I'm goofing around to the hard setting, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning, you know, you're, you're fighting to get in the first place, but once you're in first place and you're cruising, you're cruising, mm-hmm. like nobody's oh, catching yeah. up to you unless you catastrophically mess up. Nobody's catching up to you. There's no yeah. blue shell to come mess up, mess you right. up. There's nothing like that to come get you. 
And see, so. I would argue that the, that's actually an improvement. Uh, I hated that about that's so that's what really turned me off of all the kart racers. Mm-hmm. Is like, like it doesn't matter at all what you do until the final half of a, the last lap, and then oh yeah, yeah, it's just whoever got the most shells in the, in the last. You know, it's just yeah, I don't know. It's nauseating because oh like, no, yeah, I got you, it. I, you could go through it perfectly, not hit a single dang wall, and. Yeah, you know, it always comes mm-hmm. down to the last half of the last lap. So. Yeah. Well, and the, and the good thing about Mario Kart, the original Super Mario Kart, is there was no rubber banding in that either. Like, oh, I didn't realize on, that. on fifty okay. CC and on hundred CC. You know, fifty CC, it got to the point where me and my friends would let everybody lap us first, and then we'd race, mm. and we'd still win. Like that's how, like, uh, not, I don't know, either that's how good we were or how you know slow the computer <laughs> is at fifty. Oh, that's how good you yeah. are. At 100 cc, we we couldn't do that. That was that was you know you couldn't do it that well. And 150 cc on Super Mario Kart, like that's like the hard level. Like there was no rubber banding. Like everybody was, everybody was in first place. Everybody you were fighting to mm-hmm. get fourth place. That that's how you know good mm-hmm. the the AI was on that. So it was you know and there were no in the original Super Mario Kart there were no blue shells. They had lightning mm-hmm. and they had star power. <laughs> Mm-hmm. With the lightning made everybody flat or made everybody small so you could run them over. And they had star power, which made you invincible. And they had red yep. shells, but they didn't have blue shells that just immediately took out first place. So there was no rubber banding in the first. Which one did Which one did you – is it the green shell? You'd, you'd like drive with it, like anchor to your bumper so that if someone shot a blue shell at you that it would hit it instead of your shell? Yes, or instead yes. Of you? Well, no, well yeah, yeah. I know in, the, in Super Mario Kart, yeah, you had a green shell. And if they shot a red shell at you, you would drop the green shell behind you so it would hit the red shell. But you could just hold it there, yeah. Yeah, you could just, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's the one. I, that's the one I played the most, and I think that well, was kind of no, like your. You could hold it there in the first one. I know you could in later games. Right, that was like your insurance policy, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. And then, and then, whether what place, what place you were in depended on what you got as an item. You know, like you're not getting the blue shell if you're in first place. You're yeah, not getting yeah. the lightning bolt if you're in first place. It was always you had to be like in the yeah, back of the pack. Freaking banana peel every damn time, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, oh, thanks. Banana peel or a feather. Oh, you can jump high. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what did it uh, – so it didn't rubber band, so that's a good thing. So yeah. I yeah, think that, that is, I mean, that is an improvement poorly, over so, the regular uh, racers. So. Yeah. So what did it – how did it stand out different than uh, like there's a plenty of kart racers out there these days with all the little mm-hmm. movie tie-ins. Did, have you played the uh, Garfield one or the – I've played the uh, I've played the Sonic All-Stars one. Um, okay. I haven't, played, I haven't played the Garfield one. Um, the Sonic mm-hmm. All-Stars one actually, I really – I kind of enjoyed that one. It's it's um, it's like Sonic Team All-Stars I think it is and you mm-hmm. have teams of three and you can play with um, – uh, you can play with other – people on your team of three or you can play with computer on your team of three either way um but i haven't finished that one uh, so to speak but um i have played that and i do enjoy that one it's also the same you know power-ups and whatnot mm-hmm. i actually don't understand all the power-ups on that game <laughs> <laughs> i haven't played it enough to to get it yet i just play it like for different contests and whatnot um in spurts but mm-hmm. that's the only other kart racer I've played. I know they have the Garfield one, and then there was wasn't there like a um, Nickelodeon ones? Yeah, I think. Nickelodeon kart racer. It's probably I'm sure there's plenty of other yeah, ones. Yeah, I, they they come out it seems like constantly with uh, just you stick the characters in there and it's nice and easy. There you go, movie tie yeah. in. So. Wasn't there wasn't there a, a Crash Bandicoot kart racer too? Probably. I probably, think yeah, so. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, none of them are on Game Pass, so I don't. I haven't played any of them. Except, right. you know, I'm sure. I'm sure they're all probably better within Race with Ryan. That yeah, it's, 
There's a game called Crash Team Racing Nitro Nitro that's Fuel. It, that's the one. Yeah, Crash Team Racing. Oh, I, there's one. Uh, I played one recently. Well, not terribly recently, but it was. Uh, uh, da, 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 what's the name? It's like that stupid uh, movie with all the zoo animals in it and uh, Mozambique. Well, Mozambique or Madagascar? Uh, Madagascar, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know somewhere in Africa. Uh, but yeah, Mo- uh, Madagascar, yeah. It they of, have a... of Apex Legends when you said Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Mozambique came to my mind. Uh, shoot. <laughs> but yeah, that one, there's a kart racer for that one too. That one actually kind of reminded me of Mario. It's, it's you know, got yeah. the characters. Uh, so what's the arrangement of characters in this? I, I didn't. I mean, obviously, I didn't recognize any of them, but yeah, uh, well, it seemed like they were all just Ryan with a different outfit on or something. Yeah, I mean, so. there are a lot of Ryans with different outfits. You know, there's there's astronaut Ryan, policeman Ryan, Nevada Ryan, alien Ryan, stuff like that. But also, there's a but there's a bunch of different characters on his show. Um, like oh, there's okay. A, there's a, a panda, a lizard. I, I don't that. know all their names. <laughs> Right, but, I, I was wondering what the significance of uh, all these little weird animal talking animals in between scenes was. So yeah, that, yeah, they're, they're okay. all characters on his on his uh, on his show. Um, there's a panda, a lizard. Mm-hmm. I think there's a girl panda. There's a robot Ryan. Um, there's a shark. There's an owl. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and I used to know all their names when I was play when I would sit there with my daughter and we'd watch and play and whatnot. But I have no idea uh, what their names are now. I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> father for forgetting it, but now she's now she's on to. Uh, yeah, she was just watching a Fuzzy Wuzzy video, which I had no idea what Fuzzy Wuzzy was, but I guess it's a horror game on Steam. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So uh, you can make you can make it up to her by you know quitting your job and helping her to be you know make uh, horror games for for Steam. Yeah, know? yeah. No, we had, we had to block that real quick on YouTube. <laughs> 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 but, so huh? so the game I'm surprised the game does have a 2.1 rating on TA um, oh, it's too high uh, you're saying you would argue yeah I, I would argue too high yeah that, that's uh, unless it's being voted on by you know it's it's core demographic you know the the four to seven year olds <laughs> uh, you know it's a thousand gamer score for 1675 mm-hmm. TA and uh, it's about three to four hours to complete, um, probably three hours because that's the there's one achievement where you have to play one game mode for three hours, mm. and any longer than that is too long. Three hours is too long. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do have he does have some some he like a, like he made the game, but um, they do have some some quippy um, achievement names like uh, walk this way, you know, from some. Some Aerosmith stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, you think you think that's what the reference was, or because it's got an exclamation mark at the end? I'm not sure. Well, no, I think I mean I th- probably not. It's probably more pirate because it's win the hook prize cup. Oh, okay. So it's probably oh more, yeah, more like pirate, walk like the walking plank. the plank. But yeah, I, yeah. When I see that, I think more Aerosmith than I read the achievement description. I'm like, that's probably not what they meant. Well, it says I've got the power. So yeah, see, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's the yeah, little CC and music factory, right? I've got the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, oh my God! <laughs> fly me, I fly be a me to the yeah. Fly, fly me, me to, to the, the moon. moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah so little, there's a lot of good Michael little, Blue Blade. There, yeah. There's a lot of good old old references if you, <laughs> if you look deep in the game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's, right, it's, it's not yeah, it's not a difficult completion. It's just a time consuming one, and you just and you're literally racing the same races over and over again, just in different order. So, well, 
There's a there's a couple similarities between the games we chose. You you, you have no idea what I, I have chose. no idea. I, yeah, I let yeah. you know what I chose, but I have no idea. Yeah, what you, you chose. kind of let the cat out of the bag on that. So I went ahead and played it just so I could have a little more working knowledge. It probably makes a better podcast for that. And uh, so I thought it was kind of funny that you chose a game that has some Mario roots. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did too, apparently. So uh, there's a game called Super Mario Brothers. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it was kind of big. It it came out, you know, it came to our houses uh, in the you know, late '80s, and it was basically a reason to not go to the arcade, and and people played the hell out of it. It, it was big, so uh, I thought this was interesting because I kind of dove into some nostalgia here. Uh, this game, uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, came with NES, but it has had 40 million cells. That's a, that's a lot of cells, right? yeah. So that's like a million a year. So. <clears throat> 40 million for the original. So I was looking at the, you know, what's like well, how how about the uh, the sequel? Do you remember much about Super Mario Brothers 2? That was actually my favorite Super Mario Brothers. Oh, sweet. This is a workout well then. <laughs> well, the sequel was 3 years later. Uh, any guesses on the number of sales for Super Mario Brothers 2? Oh, I know it did not do well in the United States. <laughs> for 5 million? Yeah, seven million, seven uh, million. Yeah, and then the third, which was also three years later, or two years later, depending on your your viewpoint. Any guesses are Super Mario Brothers three? That one was everybody loved that one. I'm going to say yeah. uh, thirty two million sales. Oh, I was a little disappointed in this one. Seventeen million. Oh, so, really? I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. there. More than doubled the other one, but like yeah, yeah. So yeah, like everybody <laughs> seemed to love Super Mario three. Oh yeah. So if you look at the critics' takes on it, so it looks like. Uh, Super Mario Brothers averages about 8.9. Um, Mario 2, 8.1. <laughs> and then Mario 3, a 9.3. Yeah, so Mario 3 is definitely one's little darling. I mean, you see it all. Yeah, I knew. I kind of expected that. But I'm surprised that uh, 8.1 got Mario 2. Yeah, I'm surprised it's one in the sevens at the highest. So it's kind of one of those games that's just fun to bag on, kind of like uh, – uh, uh, Zelda 2 or whatever links Adventures of Link. I've gotten into this conversation with L. I like Zelda 2. Oh yeah, I mean I, I don't have a problem with it, but that's you know it was kind of a cool thing they do to make fun of it because it was so much different than the the first yeah. one. Yeah, and that's I think all that's the why I liked it so much too because it was you know you had the overworld and then you would go to like the mm. planet and you had the platforming sections and I just I just I don't know I just love Zelda 2 more than the first one. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so there's a lot of games like that, and so Mario kind of falls into it, but. Uh, but since you like Super Mario Bros. 2, this will this will work well. So do you remember the four characters in it? Yep, you had Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Princess. Well, Peach is the, the mushroom, princess. The mushroom head guy. Oh, I thought that was Toad. Toad, that's it. Yeah, Mario, Mario, okay. Luigi, Toad, and Princess. That's right. Okay, yeah, you went with Peach and Princess. You know, and I think right? I remember all their powers too. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Okay, so Princess, she would jump and she would float because of her dress. Yep. Right? Yep, um, yep. Toad, Toad would pull up things fast. Yep. Um, Luigi jumped super high. Yep. And I think Mario was just like the average all around. That's it. Okay. Uh, Man, look at you. Yeah, yeah so. That's I love this yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, so that, I was going to say that's uh, that's kind of what this game, why that, that ties into why the game that I chose reminded me of it. Because um, up until Mario 2, I don't recall where characters had specific abilities that you had to kind of switch to them. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you could do it. So, like you said, Luigi was. Uh, you know, jump. He had hops all of a sudden, you yeah. know, because in the previous ones he was just a green Mario. Yep, so yep. you choose him, and he had you know they they're like twins. This ever one wears green, and one wears red. So 
uh, they kind of made him taller for the first time, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. where where they kind of stretched him out a little bit. So that made sense when he had longer legs. He could jump higher, I guess. So, But they, they started differentiating the characters, and so you had to complete certain parts of stages using specific characters. And so, like, for example, there would be a big abyss, and you probably get a running start and try to jump over it with Luigi, and you still, like, hit your face on the front of the platform, and you're like, oh, can't make that jump. And yep. then you'd have to reload and then, uh, you know, use princess uh to kind of float down to it so uh there yeah that's that's kind of how how things went but um the game was still kind of raw oh also the other thing i remember is it had lots of doors in it so you like you go in a door and it yeah. take you somewhere completely different mm-hmm. and uh and that's also something that ties into this game that i'm about to speak of so uh it you know some of the doors would lead you to somewhere where the where it was a more challenging difficulty where the enemies would just you know like destroy you the the hammer brothers were in a really bad spot with like a automatically moving platform underneath it or something like that you know stuff like yeah, that yep. and and uh so put you in purposely bad situations and uh, i can't remember if they were optional uh, it seems like you needed it to get keys to unlock other doors or something like that but i, I don't it's been a long time since i played it obviously but uh <laughs> But yeah, so the game was uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 was kind of raw and didn't have the polish that came with Mario 3. Mario 3 just felt so much more polished, which was weird because if you look on the internet, it says it came out the same year, but apparently Mario 3 came out two years uh, ahead of schedule in Japan, and then it came, they released it in the U.S. two years after that. So oh, wow. if you, if, yeah, if, if you look at the year that they came out, uh, then it has it listed as the same year for Mario 2 and Mario 3. It's kind of confusing. But yeah, I had to do a lot of research there to figure out what the heck was up with that. But uh, anyway, Mario 3 was much better in terms of uh, just being more polished. And they introduced the world map, which yeah. is uh, is used by a lot of games now. And so, uh, but the world map, I assume they're the ones that introduced it. But basically, it shows you a little outlay and it has like the stages numbered and then you move over to it and you can take a different pass and skip certain levels or mm-hmm. blow your stupid little whistle and skip the whole level <laughs> you know whatever so but yeah so yeah. that's 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 the the groundwork there okay so you're with me here you you remember these things yep, okay? yep. i think i still remember where the the two or three secrets are on the first world too i don't uh, for yeah. mario three all right man. So there you go yeah yeah I, I don't think i would remember i well, i just remember uh, I, if you ever want to see something really cool, is like watch. There's like all kinds of people that do like speed runs of mm-hmm. Mario Three. Oh, that one's pretty impressive, man. And they just start showing off, you know, like on the slow moving tank stages. They just like get in a crouch and just keep jumping and bouncing off all the bullets. And then, oh, it's just funny because they can't they can't make it go any faster, so they Isn't get there bored. There are a couple yeah. ones on the boats where you can like just swim under the whole boat. Oh yeah, I think you're right. right? Yep. Yeah, and you can't do it on all of them, but I know there's a couple. Yeah. You can just jump off the yep. edge before the boat goes off the before the front of the boat goes off the screen. Mm-hmm. You can run over there and jump under the boat and swim under the whole thing. <laughs> yep, I remember that. <sighs> yep, yeah, good times. Man. All right, well, let's temper our expectations a little bit here. Okay. It's not quite as awesome as that, but <laughs> but for five whole dollars, you can get the uh, you know that little fill deep down inside that that Super Mario Two may gave you. Into a lesser degree, Super Mario 3. And that game, which is rocking 173 uh, uh, tad at this point, uh, so not a terribly <laughs> challenging game, but uh, I'll, t- I'll speak on that in a second. And it's rocking a one to two hour completion and has a whopping 
1.23 stars. Uh, so this is very critically received. Yeah, wow. We're worse than Race with Ryan. I got I to gotta see what this is. <laughs> yes. And the name of the game is Alfonso's Arctic Adventure. So uh, it's a Spoonie Bard production. Yeah, Spoonie Bard. Okay. You remember their other games? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't either because they don't have any. But okay. they, <laughs> yeah, it's this, this is their entry into it. Uh, yeah, the old Spoonie Bard production, and um, yeah. So I went into this game blind. I I, I bought it on a week where uh, we were trying to uh, get a high number of achievements for a certain contest that's not to be named. And so we were trying to win on the achievements for the week. And so it was a zero to one hour completion at that point. Now it's up to a one to two hour, which I find is more realistic because I was going to speak on that. So it's already changed up, uh, notched up an hour. Um, and so I went into it. I just decided, well, is it, it you know, a hundred tad for a zero to one hour platformer. What is there to know? You know, what, you know, for the guide. And so I just went into it and just started playing it. And so I got to about the fourth stage, and then it was one of those games you you start up and you just assume that it's nice and easy, and you're like, okay, I'm missing something because this is bloody freaking, you know, awful. You know, I'm getting my butt handed to me. What? <laughs> why is this only worth a hundred TA? And and uh, and so apparently I missed a lot. So <laughs> when you go into this game, you can try to play it legit if you want, but t- trust me. Uh, You'll probably want to find a different approach, and that approach is to actually use the cheat codes. Yes, there are cheat codes for this game, and so the cheat codes. Uh, here's the first one. I'll, you don't even have to go look it up. It is raw fish yum. So it's an Eskimo themed uh, game, and so raw fish yum. Do, es- do Eskimos that, eat raw fish? Um, I don't. Think they eat them raw? Yeah, I, would I would imagine. I mean, I mean, I mean sushi. I mean, I, I like sushi. So. Well, actually, they might. I'm not sure. Yeah. It probably like you know, kind of put the the salt on it and then kind of bury it, kind of. Thing. I, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah possibly. I think that seems like that would make some kind of you know delicacy or something. But but yeah, that, that's the whole premise of the game is is that uh, this Bob, I think his name's Bob, likes to fish, and so. Uh, Bob disappears and Alfonso's like, where's Bob? And he likes to fish and we're not, he's not here fishing or something like that. That's the whole premise of the game. He like disappears and you're (laughs) searching for him and somebody took all your fish. And so you're just going around getting your fish and everything. And so, uh, but yeah, uh, raw fish. And so what that does is it opens up all the stages for you. So you can navigate, you can navigate freely. So think of just having free reign on that Mario three map. Right. So, so and and again, this is Alfonso's Arctic Adventure, not to be confused with Bob's fishing adventure or something, right? This is Alfonso, Alfonso's Arctic Adventure, AAA. There you go, triple A, triple A, yeah, triple <laughs> A game, man. And so, uh, but yeah, uh, so the raw fish um, opens up all the stages. You can move around freely, and so it allows you to get to the secret areas. And you definitely want to use a guide to see all the secret areas. And so the secret areas are purposely frustrating. They, they purposely are to cause you to not like the game. And so there's about half of them that aren't bad at all, where you know, minimal platforming skills are needed. 
But the other half will have you really questioning your platforming skills and whether or not you, you know, grew up in the, uh, you know, in the generation we did, yeah, yeah. where you're you're supposed to be you know, pretty good uh, at platforming since that was all the games back then. But, uh, but yeah, there's this one with this freaking walrus. So if you, if anybody's played Alfonso's Arctic Adventure, they'll know the walrus one. So uh, <laughs> you you like slap a walrus, uh, which is fun in its own regard, but you like <laughs> slap this walrus and it starts moving out of your way. He's probably like, what the Hell you slapping a walrus for it and, and you're like i'm alfonso I, you know i like to fish and uh but you slap the walrus and he like moves and so you have to slap him a few times and then um it, it, like there's this thing flying overhead that you have to avoid that'll drop something on your head and then you got to like navigate a spike pit and so you have to jump just to the right smidget to land on the walrus because you have to make the same jump on the other end of the uh, walrus. Oh my God. It, that one drove me absolutely insane. I could not get him placed correctly. Uh, finally get him placed correctly. And that stupid thing would drop something on your head. It, it's, it, there is a, a sense of, of accomplishment <laughs> when you do the stupid walrus one. And I really enjoyed slapping that thing. Cause I was so mad at that thing by the, Oh, and so, there's that one. And then there's this other one. So, again, anybody's played Alfonso's Arctic Adventure probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I think some of my friends have played it. I'm sure they're not alone. Yeah, so uh, Lucas has played it. Snipe. Uh, Mental Knight, of course, has played it. And, uh, yeah. Inferno. Jim, yeah. Jim yeah, the usual, su- yeah, the usual yeah, suspects. The, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so they'll probably, oh, that wasn't hard at all. Oh, <laughs> it's just, yeah. Right. No, and then the other one is this damn narwhal monkey one and you might like did you say narwhal monkey yes narwhal monkey what you know these two species often coexist in the arctic right a monkey throwing things at you while narwhal is lurking in the water below projectiling himself up to try to make you a shish kebab kind of a thing because that's what narwhals do you know they they <laughs> They try to impel every damn thing they see on the surface of the, the the ice, right? And so I wish he would impel that monkey because this monkey's throwing crap at you, and not as poo. Monkeys do do that, but you know. And but you have to avoid this narwhal turning himself into a missile coming at you, and then you have to go like kill this monkey because you don't want to try to have to avoid him because he's throwing this stuff, this weird little arc, you know, it's got this little arc. It's kind of like the hammer brothers, honestly. Yeah. The, the monkeys are the hammer brothers and okay. he's like throwing those things. And then I don't know what the, the Mario equivalent of this narwhal thing is, but <laughs> maybe, but, maybe uh, bullet bill. <laughs> yeah. I guess it? a bullet bill on a purpose, man, like with a, <laughs> with a, with, a, with on a mission, man. And so, man, shoot this thing. he, uh, you and then the enemy's response. So even if you kill the monkey, you only got so long that you have to climb up this disappearing little platform. And uh, so if you don't get up it fast, then guess what? You got to kill that monkey again. And meanwhile, the narwhal he's relentless. He's not stopping. And um, so uh, yeah. And then you have to get like on the other side. And even when you get on the other side, that monkey can still hit you. And uh, you have to go into the door. So the door system is kind of very similar to. Uh, to Mario Brothers. That's why, or Super Mario 2, I should say. Uh, because as we know, I mean, Purist Mario <laughs> Brothers is a much different game than Super Mario. <laughs> right? I mean, obviously. And this game has nothing to do with Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers has more in common with Broforce than does this game. So. <laughs> it has more but, in common uh, than Lemmings with Lemmings <laughs> than it does with yeah. this game. 
That's right. So this, uh, uh, but like the doors are hidden and that's why the secret areas, that's why you want to use a guide is because you have to like break like rocks or ice to reveal like a dark black area. The doors are just black. That's kind of like the, like Mario two is, you know, where, where like, I mean, Mario is not black, but the, the doors on Mario two is black and you have like, you know, you have to like show the door fully. You can't climb in through half the door. You have to like hit both pieces of it and then you can enter the door. So it's like a two piece system. Right. And so, um, but anyway, you get in those and that's, that really reminded me of Mario too. But, uh, anyway, so that's, that's the secret area. So the secret areas aren't too bad except for those two. Uh, and the last one, uh, which is, uh, where there's, uh it's it's awful yeah so you got the walrus and the narwhal monkey one but the last one (laughs) is uh fire pits and disappearing platforms and a single flame enemy and floating enemy thing that like just wrecks you man and so uh that one's a little rough uh that there's three of them that are they're are kind of bad but anyway uh are these these are bosses at the special areas no, these are secret areas. These oh, are secret, secret areas. areas. Okay. Yeah, okay. you have to collect the the golden fish in there, and uh, and you get an achievement for each one of the secret areas, basically. Because if you look at the achievement list, it's uh, you get uh, secret path eleven, secret path ten. They they really take their time naming these. Secret path nine. Uh, oh, interestingly, I got secret path seven before I got secret path eight. I mean, you could you can do them in whatever order you want because you can yeah. roam as free as you want. But, but yeah, you get one for your eleven different ones. And along the way, when you do fish, uh, raw fish yum, you'll be fighting the bosses along the way. So there's a bunch of achievements related to the bosses. So uh, there's a, a, a angler fish you have to kill. Um, you have it's the Easter bunny. Um, you know, these are all very <laughs> indigenous to the Arctic. Uh, the evil snow beast. Uh, the maturity elf. I don't know why he's a maturity elf. Um, that's, I guess that's a type of elf, apparently. Anyway, so, yeah. So, there's all kinds of... and um, But the other code you punch in is P-J-T-U-V-W-K-R-K-E. And uh, that'll get you instantly. So, if you, if you want some quick points, just type that in. And then, basically, you only have to get the, the last fish. All right? The last fish. Okay. All right, so this one this one will get you the striking gold, the goldfish collector, the goldfish detector, and the prospector, and the hoarder, and the golden the champion gold fisherman achievements. So okay. that's four hundred gamer score, four hundred gamer score for PJTUVWKRKE. But there's a catch. There's a catch. What's that? So um, the, the the catch is that you have to get the last fish. So this will get you 94 of the 95 fish. Okay, so for the full collection, you got to get 95. And apparently when you get the 95th one, it'll pop all of them. I'm not sure how that works, but whatever. Probably because you're using cheat codes. I don't know. And so uh, you get 94 out of 95. And the last one, guess where the last one is? Oh, it's the fire pit disappearing platform stage. <laughs> so they make you work. And so you haven't really played the game all, you know, if you do this first, you haven't really gotten used to the mechanics of the game yet. And so, oh, okay, it'd be funny, but to watch someone go through that, you know, on the first part. And, uh, but yeah, there's, um, uh, when you type that code in, it starts you on the last stage with 94 out of 95 fish. And then you just have to beat the, uh, that stage and then beat the main boss. So there's a fire pit in the Arctic. 
Yeah, of course. The Easter Bunny uh, lives there, of course. Oh, that's the Easter Bunny stage? Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, yeah, no, no, the Easter Bunny's the earlier boss. But uh, no, I do want to say that there are six minor boss achievements. And uh, of those six, six of them are fairly easy. <laughs> no, actually, probably about four of them are really easy. But but it's actually pretty well done for a game that's so cheap. And, and uh, you know, they actually put a lot of thought into the bosses and there's like a unique way you have to beat each one of them so uh you you won't take more than like two times each time like uh it takes a little a uh, hot minute to get the easter bunny one down he's one of the more challenging ones because you have to kind of get down the mechanic of pushing down when you jump kind of a thing and that, and then that allows you to hit him kind of thing and so um this actually brings up uh, another uh way that the game reminded me uh that uh uh, well, I'll get to it in a second. So let me t- let me finish by telling you about this. Uh, so you're you're sitting at 94 out of 95 gold fish, right? And you got this fire pit disappearing platform, f- single flame enemy, floating enemy thing yeah. working against you. So you finally, when you put the code in, you get 99 lives. And so okay. would you believe that between this stage and the main boss, I literally went all the way through all 99 lives. Oh, I I used up all of my 99 lives, and then I then you just hit continue, and then you get five lives, and then you just have to hit continue every five lives. So there's really no punishment for it. But okay. that final boss is a bastard, my man. Bobby, <sighs> he is a bastard. So I'm looking at the um, achievement pictures. Now, do the bosses look like these achievement pictures? Yeah, they actually do. Yeah, okay. it's pretty good represent. Uh, the only one that doesn't really look the same is well. Oh, they didn't have a. They have exclamation marks. Uh, the perfect yuck. Yeah. Um, okay. Think of if you look at save the day achievement for defeating yuck. That's like a baby version of him. Okay. And so uh, the only thing I will say nice about the final boss is that he's all about them gains, man. It's like this. <laughs> he like fills out and he's got, he looks like he's about ready to go to the gym and he's about to go bench press some stuff. And, uh, and, uh, th- but instead he's just going to kill you. And so oh, wow. that he like, I don't know what it is about it, but I just could not get the timing down. But, uh, I went through it and it pissed me off. I li- if you look at the time in which I got the achievements, you'll see that, um, there's like a two hour delay between me getting the 95 fish and then me beating the final boss, <laughs> I, I had to walk away. I was getting so pissed. Oh, yeah? Uh, I had to walk away. And so um, I don't recommend that. And, <laughs> and here's why. Because what I found out was is that it doesn't save your progress. So Ooh. guess what I had to do again? Yeah, go through the whole game again? Yeah. No, no. I just had to punch in PJTUVWKRKE. And <laughs> I got a second date with the... Uh, fire pits and disappearing platforms slash single flame enemy and floating enemy thing. <laughs> At least it uh, wasn't the narwhal and the snow monkey. <laughs> You're right about that, man. Oh, that, that, oh, oof, man. If I had to do all that again, I probably would have stopped. But <sighs> I, 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 I now understand the pattern and I got it like on, like, I could do it again probably in three tries. But uh, if you're having trouble with that final guy and you've given up on him, uh, or if you're about to go face him again, this is Alfonso's Arctic Adventure um, for those of you five five dollar game. And so, think of it as like if you're playing like sports ball or something like that, and someone's throwing you like a deep pass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna run back until you're sure, like right until like 
you know where right where it's going to land, and then you kind of turn around real quick and and like catch it. Yeah, that's kind of like what you 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 the strategy I would I would advise on okay. this because like you hit him and he and there's like three little mini yucks, uh, which is basically three little stick dudes jumping around all crazy like, but only one of them is the right one, and okay. the and the right one will always hit the back wall and come flying back on an arc towards you. And you want to hit it first try or else the other two will uh, arrive by then. And so then and then you're dodging three things and that's not good. So anyway, so think of it as like you're trying to catch like a ball or something like that. Yeah. And so you're, you're running back, running back, and then it's about to land. And then you turn around and just hit punch. And then uh, using that strategy, man, I had even beaten no time. But but uh, anyway, so how did it remind me? I've, I've kind of mentioned most of it. But the, the atmosphere, the colors, the music, very 8-bit, very cool. Uh, but uh, I didn't mention the different characters. There's different characters in yeah. this game. Which reminded me of Super Mario Two. Uh, there's one dude that's um, uh, there's three characters. Uh, one can break ice vertically. Okay. Um, that's um, I don't I don't know if it's him in a different costume. They didn't really explain it very well, uh, or if it was him or like his brother or something. I don't know. You just go into an igloo and then out comes the other character. So uh, <laughs> what happened inside the igloo stays in the igloo. I guess I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, one could. So your main character can break it uh, horizontally, the ice. Okay. So there's there's instances where you need to get below yourself. So you have to go into the igloo and then you can get the character that can brace it, break it vertically. And then the third character is just some fat dude that just runs through everything. Uh, he has no strategy. He just runs through everything and just breaks everything there, in front of him. There you He's go. just a wrecking ball. Yeah. And so, uh, there you go. So though, I thought that was kind of cool. Not as unique as the four characters in super Mario brothers, <laughs> but you know, uh, super Mario brothers probably cost more than $5 too. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. the fat guy was like a, uh, the two brother, the two different, the two different icebreakers formed one character. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, not to mention it, it couldn't have been the same guy unless he just, like, unless time, like, elapsed while he was in the igloo and it just doesn't show it and he turned into like a middle-aged man that <laughs> had been sitting on a couch for a couple of years playing race with ryan or something I don't know. sitting on the couch all, yeah. all by himself <laughs> in the basement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah and then the the hidden doors is the was the biggest one because those doors take you to different areas and whatnot and take you to areas that are purposely frustrating kind of like that of super Mario's too and then the the game has the world map that looks like a poor man's Super Mario Bros. 3 world map. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I mean, Super Mario Bros. 3 is kind of probably like driving a luxury car compared to this one. So, uh, <laughs> oh, oh this, is a, this is a cool little thing. I, I, th I think you'll appreciate this. So, you know, in the Super Mario Bros. days, they they would go out of their way to name all the characters, like even the enemies. Yeah. So like, like you said, like a Goomba or a, mm -hmm. or a Bullet Bill and all that. Like they all had names. And so when you beat uh, the perfect yuck in this game. Um, they go, they roll credits and spoiler alert, they run through every character that's in the game and they all have names. Oh, nice. And, and I thought that was really cool. I yeah. actually watched the credits. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and the, I mean, the names aren't super creative, but some of them are, you know. I mean, it's kind of like Super Mario Brothers, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they just kind of made up some names for them. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a cool little touch. I hadn't really thought about that. And that that's something that I kind of miss about old school games is, you know, like the enemies all have names. I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of something you never really think about. But Yep, yep. 
And then, yeah. yeah with Double Dragon, they all had their names and everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Because they were up at the, with the little bar at the top. So, you know, <laughs> it, it didn't just say Enemy 1 or Enemy 2. It had like, you know, Frank. Yeah. Know, yeah. Whatever. Frank, <laughs> Fra- you know. Frank and, and, and Beefy, <laughs> Beefcake. And, and, yeah, Beefcake. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tiny. Tiny, you know, the big fat dude or something. Yeah. You know? yeah, tiny, yeah. Tiny was the fat yeah. one, exactly. Yeah. Always, uh, always. Always the fat guy. Yeah. Tiny's never tiny. I don't know. It's, it's never an a- accurate description. So, uh, so what did it do well? Uh, it maximized what it could have been. You know, it could have just been a very forgetful, crappy platformer, but it maximized what it did because it placed the uh, some. They had the right amount of challenge to where it would leave a mark on you. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm pretty sure I won't forget this game because of, of a couple of the stages on it, and it made it just challenging enough that it was you know you feel satisfaction when you beat it. And it had like a lot of hidden secrets in it and stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of games you get for five dollars. You know, you don't like. There's nothing, not much depth to it. But this one had like a lot of hidden areas in it, and uh, had the right amount of challenge. Uh, and then also another thing that I really hate about games like this, where you're going to die a lot, is where um, you, you have to go through like a long death sequence and stuff. But this one, it was pretty quick. Like it was almost instant. Like you die, <laughs> you fall off the screen, and then you're restarting like almost instantly. So that's always pretty key, especially. In the on the main boss where it was just a bloodbath, but uh, in that one stage as well. But uh, where it fell short, uh, no safe slot, right? So you know, hypothetically, you may have to come back and beat that stupid fire pit uh, disappearing platform stage again. Um, and then uh, the other thing that they didn't really do well is the uh, the other characters aren't really explained. Like I said, <laughs> is a <laughs> co- costume change. Go into or, an igloo when they come out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that's Alfonso's Arctic Adventure. So if you want to relive so some Super Mario Bros. Two, go for it. Yeah. So if if you didn't have the 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 yum yummy fish and the oh yeah PVT uh, <laughs> yeah codes, is this is this a one to two hour completion? Well, the one to two hour completion, all you all that includes for because I'm sure this mainly just. Achievement Hunters playing this mm-hmm. game. No one's playing this for fun. Yeah, all, all and, 427 of them. Yeah, and so it's uh, basically that entails being able to beat all 11 secret stages and then also all the bosses, including the main boss. Okay. So so that's what the two hours is, and it's probably closer to two hours because unless you're just really good at platforming, uh, but uh, chances are you're going to fail several times. Yeah. And so that's... It's one to two hours is a good estimate. Now you said if you did not have those codes, you're looking because you got to go through every stage. And these stages, I, I got to about the fourth stage, and I was like, "There is no way this is a one-hour game because there's like 95 stages or something like that." Okay, so, okay, or, or maybe not 95. I think it's like 80 something stages, but still, that's really a lot of stages, especially where you're having to grab like uh, a whole. I forget how many fish were on each stage. It's like a hundred fish on each stage. So you, it, it's, it would be very timely. I mean, if you were to play it outright, it'd probably be an eight to ten hour completion. I would, I'd probably longer than that. I don't know what they. I'm sure they had all kinds of tricks on those other stages too. That would probably a couple of them were just you would not get, and so probably a, a good ten hour completion, solid. But uh, yeah, so definitely use the codes. You'll you'll get you'll get a cool experience by using the codes because the 
the secret areas, you would imagine, uh, I mean, I would imagine that those are the most challenging parts of the game. So, yeah. so you're still going to get a good little challenge in there and still the bosses, you'll have to, yeah, you'll, you'll get to play the, enough of the game that you're going to get your $5 worth for using the codes for sure. Okay. So the codes just open up the whole map and then you only play the, sp- the achievement specific levels then. Right, right. Okay. There's certain, okay. there's 11 stages. And so you have to start up like, say for secret area one, you have to start up this level that has that on it. And then you have to work your way through the stage to that area to open the door. And then you enter the secret area and then you have to just grab the fit. But most of them, that's that's the whole thing. It's just the the actual secret area is very easy. You just grab the fish and that's over. But the the, the challenges is getting to it. Okay. And so uh, yeah, that they have you know various guardians of each stage, each secret area, such as a narwhal and a monkey that coexist <laughs> peacefully somehow. Yeah. So <laughs> I want, I want yeah. to look up snow monkey and see if there's actually a <laughs> snow monkey somewhere in the Arctic. There you go, man. It definitely throws crap like a hammer, brother, man. I can tell you that, boys. <laughs> so, but there you go. But uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, but you know, the people want a, a simplified solution. Solution? Uh, did you did you bring one for the for the masses? Oh, oh, I'm sure I can find one really quickly. Hold on, let me see. Oh, okay. All right. Well, while you're looking, I have my retro chivo of the day. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, what is the retro chivo? All right, the flashback retro chivo of the day comes to us from Torchlight Two, which is like a much like Alfonso's Arctic Adventures, a poor man's uh, Super Mario Bros. Three. Uh, <laughs> Torchlight Two is a poor man's Diablo. So uh, Torchlight Two has a um, uh, a an achievement entitled Pog Slammed for defeating the King Pog. Pog is that like Pog? So, P- like the old school Pogs? Yeah, P-O- well, it's got an extra G, P-O-G-G, okay. Pog Slam. So that, but, of course, uh, you picked right up on it. That's what it reminded me. It was uh, Pogs and Slammers. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and so uh, did you know they're kind of well, – I don't know if they're making a comeback, but uh, I did look on eBay, and if you want to sell like <laughs> some of your – I still have a whole box of them. I'll have to pull them out and show them to you in a minute. I, I got like – Are my whole Pog collections worth it? Yeah, man, it's worth some money, man. And so like – you can sell them as like retro nineties or retro. I, I, I got mine in the nineties, but it was like 93 ish, but you can sell like nineties pogs, um, for like, I don't know. I mean, it's not a ton. It's like, you can sell uh, the ones I saw, they were selling like 10 of them for, or maybe it's like 20 of them. I forget for like eight bucks or something like that. So not a ton of money in it, but you know, more than what we pay for them. <laughs> but if you get a whole, you know, slew of them for just a couple bucks back in the day, I mean, I mean, all they are is like cardboard, but you know, yeah, like bags and bags of just pogs. Oh yeah. So, but uh, I'm sure there's probably somebody in the, the community that collects pogs. So if you're interested in some pogs and you want to see what I got, uh, I have a whole collection of you. There's some that you want. Uh, I mean, I, they, all they're doing is just taking up space, and <laughs> so if you really want some, I can send you some. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, we never even, you know, we we got so lazy we didn't even really compete with them anymore. Um, because for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, pogs and slammers is <laughs> pogs are these little tiny little cardboard disc things that have pictures like cool psychedelic pictures on them. And yeah. so what you do is you flip you like let's say there's ten of your pogs that you have that your buddy really likes and wants. And then there's like 10 of their pogs that they, that you really like. And so you mix them all together and you turn them all face down 
and you can put them in a single tower, you can put them in a spread, and so then you have a slammer, and so you throw this little, it's like a heavy plastic, uh, bigger circular disc, you throw it down on it, and any of them that flip over are now your pogs. So you might get some of yours back, you'll get some of theirs back, and so you yeah. you just keep going and you alternate turns until um, all the pogs are taken, and then some of the ones you wanted, you know, I mean, it'd be way too easy just to, you know, trade 10 for 10. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, a, you know, there's like a, a, co- a competitive aspect to it. So because they might want some that you don't want to part with and, and they, you, so you pick ones that they don't want to part with and you kind of reach a, an agreement and then you, then it's game on. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. That's pogs and slammers. So slammers are, uh, like hard plastic dish, dish, and then yeah. I had a friend that had a slammer. It was like, Three inches long, made of metal, and that thing just weighed. <laughs> God, man. It, it, it was like a, it was like a, uh, it was in the shape of like a, a missile with like a flat bottom. What the world, man? That's not a slammer. That's just, like a, a rock or something. Yeah, yeah, like, like a weapon. <laughs> and, and it specifically said in the rules for that one slammer that you couldn't throw it at the pogs. You had to just drop it. You couldn't like slam oh, it yeah. down. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it would just, like, obliterate him. Yeah, uh, yeah. And because, I mean, they're cardboard, so if you throw something too jagged, it's just going to damage the – I mean, they all got, like, little dings and dents on them, but not too bad, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. yeah. Was a, uh, there was a, not one game of Pogs that didn't end of some kind of, like, argument, fight right, or something. Right. Always, yeah. always. Yeah. So, it, it seems to me, like, in the later days, like, you just changed ones that you liked and you didn't, you just eliminated the whole throwing part because it <laughs> would get get heated. So, but yeah, there you go. So, that's your retro flashback Chivo of the day. So, Pogs and, or Pog Slam for Defeating King Pog. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Torchlight 2. Great. There you go. It was Pog, Pogs yeah. and, and, uh, my, my, um, my sister actually got my daughter a Tamagotchi for Christmas this year. <laughs> you remember those? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The little things you have to keep alive. Very basic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I already killed her, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. You just forget. You forget to yeah. feed it or, or forget to right. clean it up and it just dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not very like hardy. Who, yeah. It's like, who needs this stress? Come on. Yes. Yes. Uh. Yeah. All right, so I do. I do have uh, the the simple achievement of the week, or the okay. month, or the year, <laughs> whatever this is. Yeah. The episode. <laughs> the, the episode. Yeah. This is for um for Death Squared. Okay. That fantastic uh, puzzle game. That's oh yeah, it. I remember it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this achievement is for uh, seriously died, where you need to die nine hundred and ninety nine times. And oh this, wow, that yeah. seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of dying. And uh, this uh, the solution is put forth by Bacon Man Seven Twelve. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, Bacon okay. Man Seven Twelve. It looks like he has a Purdue uh, icon. Maybe he's a bo- Boilermaker fan. I don't know. Anyway, his his solution is go to story level ten and put a rubber band around your joysticks. <laughs> I'm looking at it <laughs> now. If you're in the audience and you you really appreciated Bacon Man 712's uh, uh, suggestion there, uh, you can go access it, and uh, th- there's a good chance that this might become the the main um, uh, solution. Uh, this one is rocking a seven thumbs up right, and a yeah. zero thumb. In fact, you know what? 
It has now got eight thumbs up because uh, Ooh. Bacon Man 712, oh. you deserve my respect. It's now got nine. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not reloading, but I, I intended to put one on there. So there you go. So uh, <laughs> we just need to get him up to 120. So, yeah, yeah. oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Oh, there you go. Now, now he's got nine. Okay, fantastic. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. So I guess you just put a rubber band around your joystick. Doesn't really say where, where on the joystick. That's just, yeah, story level. T- yeah, right. You just wrap it around the middle of the joystick. <laughs> what? My, my character's not moving at all. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this not popping? What's going on? I put a rubber band on it. Uh, and, and, and this goes to show you: always look at other solutions to each achievement, because sometimes there is a much easier way to get stuff. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've gone to a, a solution. I'm like, man, and I'll find it. It'll say like, you know, oh, three guides, and I'll read the first guide and I'll try it, and I can't get it with the first guide. I'll go down to the second guide and I'll be like, oh, that's way easier, and I'll do it that way. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I agree completely. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Well. All right. Well, well uh, my man, I appreciate you. Glad, glad we got got back to this, and I feel like yeah. somewhat normal actually being moved into my house now. <laughs> yeah congrats on that and uh maybe we can make this more regular um and bring the people more wonderful games that uh average under a 2.5 rating yeah that's right yeah i still and i still have the two games i want to uh, i want to go i want to hit on i'll just find i'll have to find another uh another brother game there you go man yeah. <laughs> bro force bro force <laughs> and anything really yeah <laughs> All right. Well, again, guys, uh, if you uh, like our comparisons, uh, <laughs> maybe if you want some, if you want some pogs, or I, I mean, I don't know. We covered a wide range of right. uh, oh, topics. Uh, P- pogs and that, what Pokemon? Like that Pokemon's yeah. coming back now. Everybody's finding their yeah, old cards. Yeah, jeez. Yep. yep. So, yep. Oh, I maybe f- I feel my prescription, <laughs> my prescription drug-addled brain. This has been just a big, uh, you know, an hour and a half of just whew, what happened to the time. There you go. That's uh, well, you know, when you only record once a year, you know, that's just uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. Anyway, guys, we appreciate you listening, and uh, y'all have a have a good one. Let's oh, so yeah. Take care, guys. Peace. Welcome to another Wackavania. I'm Wackapale and I've played the Lovecraftian Metroidvania Ulia, now available in Game Pass. In Ulia, you play as the debt burdened Lord Faraday who leaves his home in search of riches to save himself and his town from poverty. While exploring, his ship is sunk by a demonic entity which is spreading its corruption to the nearby islands. Ulia has very low resolution pixel art but features great movement and animation and a rather creepy atmosphere. I don't think anyone would find the game too scary due to its low fidelity graphics and low difficulty, but the story is quite disturbing if you pay attention to it. The game is quite linear and you won't get many upgrades, making the Metroidvania genre designation on TEA debatable. In fact, there are a few genre disagreements posted. Olia is rather short with an easy achievement list, Unfortunately, it has three missable achievements. Two of them are tied to 
collectible castaways and music boxes. Not only is there a point of no return, but some of the collectibles are missable as areas often close behind you. Note that you must talk to the castaways after freeing them from their cages or they will not count and they disappear unless you talk to them when you break them out of their cages. Most castaways are hidden in plain sight, but the music boxes can be much more difficult to find. There are also ships in bottles, which are the toughest collectibles to find, but there are no achievements tied to them. The final missable is earned by jumping off the side of a mountain during an endgame boss fight, which you wouldn't get unless you knew about it. Unless you miss an achievement, it will take you 4 to 5 hours to earn all of Olija's 10 achievements, worth 1000 game score and 1900 TA. I'm not upset I bought Olija before it joined Game Pass, as I really enjoyed the short but sweet story. $15 is a fair price for a brief but quality game, but you can easily complete it on short notice before it leaves Game Pass. Have a nice day everyone!